0: I'm Keenan, joined by Kyle. As always, Kyle, how are you?
1: What's good? What's good? I'm doing decent. Keenan, how are you?
0: I'm I'm great. Um, so I wanted to start. We don't normally we haven't talked about it really, but the World Cup final was maybe one of the greatest games of all time in soccer history. Um I don't know if you got a chance to watch it because it was Sunday around like ten.
1: I absolutely watched it. And I forgot to bring it up last time. And uh, I was rooting for Messi. Like, I'm going to just be real. I'm a bandwagon Brazilian nationalist when it comes Fine. to the World Cup. So I root for Brazil. And I was rooting for a Brazil-Argentina semifinal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding. I probably still would have been rooting for Messi. Um
0: he he just, he just been, felt like like I mean obviously he's arguably the goat uh, like at this point probably is so it's I mean obviously there's Pele there's Ronaldo there's a couple others Ronaldinho's great as well but like Messi's probably the goat and it was nice to see him add that final chip to his resume.
1: Yeah, like I very loosely cover or not cover but watch soccer or follow soccer I yeah. should say. Um. Very loosely, like, you know, I'll play FIFA here and there with my friends and whatever. And I, like, just haven't been keeping up with it as much the last two years. Like, I at least usually try to keep up with what Team USA looks like. Mm-hmm. And I hardly knew most of the players, I would say. I probably knew about six of the players off top. Yeah. And, uh you know, I always try to know at least, like, okay, what makes these players great? Like, let me look and or you know try to find out and from what I understand about Messi is he's just as good of a playmaker as he is is as an attacker yeah that's always what uh, I've
0: heard too is like his setup game might be as good if not a little better than his finishing ability which is obviously prime time
1: yeah and that's insane because I mean you know soccer they play or football world football they play you know, basically 10 months out of the year, they hardly really have an off season mm-hmm. and he's just such a prolific scorer, whether it's from his own feet or assist in the ball. So I definitely want to see him, you know, get that, that last notch in his belt. Cause he's basically done everything there is to do in international soccer. Yeah. And, league play. and, uh, you know, even won the Copa America, which is the big South American tournament and literally had done everything but the world cup. And, uh, it was cool to watch. And that was a fantastic game. France was the defending champions. Their squad's loaded. Mbappe had those two back-to-back goals. They get the third goal to put it in to uh, extra time. They almost finish it off with about 30 seconds left. They almost get the nod over Argentina. Then then uh, Emmy Martinez, I believe, he gets the kick save, which was yeah, unbelievable. Was great save. But, uh, that was a highly entertaining game. And then so, I mean, you know, we got people in our friends group who are huge soccer fans who it's like their favorite favorite sport mm-hmm. or the next favorite next to the nba and uh they were saying that's the best game they've ever seen and for that to be at the world cup final and then i actually saw today more americans watch the world cup final than the nba finals as well as the world series that's crazy um, like, the so, world yeah.
0: series makes sense the nba finals is crazy
1: is that I almost want to say I could be wrong but I want to say the World Series even gets more viewers than the NBA Finals I could be wrong but uh
0: it's, it's weird because NBA is such a popular sport but like I I don't know it may it's weird how like it's not viewed but viewed at the same time I, it's weird with the NBA
1: the NBA is very popular on social media I mean it always has been but it's like yeah. even more so than before like I think that's how it's being consumed yeah like uh, highlights
0: i was like, like nba feels like the highlights sport if that yeah means. like just because like obviously nfl there's only 17 games in the regular season so every game feels like it's pivotal and then you have the eight the nba which is 82 but then you see like when you see uh people talk about the nba it's like oh did you see steph shot the other night rather than did you see the warriors play the uh nets or did you see that katie went off for 52 not did you see that game just because the games aren't always as accessible because a lot of it is league pass that you would have to get and then obviously there's i mean there's tuesday wednesday thursday friday and there's always games on but it's just not as much you know yeah
1: i mean i would say they've i would say national tv's has increased over the years. Like you said, it's about four nights a week and it's really seven if you count
0: the ATV. I like, once, you get uh-huh. to, once you get to after the Super Bowl is when they go with the every... that's when you kind of have it every day because then you get the Saturday primetime games at 8.30 and then you get the Sunday primetime games and then you still have your Wednesday, Friday ESPN, Tuesday, Thursday TNT and then Monday is usually NBA TV. So you can get it every day. It's just... I know for other people it's kind of they'll catch it when they can rather than like football Sunday which is every Sunday I'm watching football
1: true yeah well they they even started the Saturday primetime a little early like they had Celtics Warriors on primetime Saturday a couple weeks ago um but I mean look I love the NBA like it's near and dear to my heart in a way the NFL is not granted Mm -hmm. I love the NFL almost as much the NBA but you know, basketball is my first love. But, uh, I mean, it's becoming less and less digestible. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I sit up here and talk NBA, and I follow it. Like, I'm following the NBA. I got games on every night. But as far as actively consuming the games, it's far less than last year, I would say. Yeah, um,
0: for, I would say for... I mean Part, of that's, the, be- you
1: have part of that's because of the NFL. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Part of that's because of the NFL. And, you know, because, I mean, now, especially late in the year, now you got the games on Saturday, right? So you mm-hmm. got, you got the NFL really four nights a week now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you work during the week. And then, you know, you got an 82-game season. So you ain't really got to – like you said, the big games, like tonight, Warriors versus Nets, that's a game I could have rushed home for and probably would have. But Steph's out. Kyrie didn't play. The Warriors got – I didn't. Ransacked I didn't even see.
0: App. I was. I didn't even see the second half score. All I just saw. I got an update. It was 91-51 at half. Katie had twenty-one off eight and of nine, and I was like, "That's all I need to know." And then I know the game ended. I think they had like one forty-seven, and Wiseman like had that. thirty. And I was like, "If James yeah. Wiseman has thirty, the team definitely didn't do well." <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Wiseman had thirty, yet yeah, the Warriors got blown out. That's it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for real. And, uh, you know, like like I was saying, I love the NBA, but it's not a really consumable product. When you got most of your stars missing, you know, 20 to 30 games, you know, the league's highest scores, that just didn't happen even five years ago. Definitely not 10 years ago. So when you got, when your stars are, you know, not taking the regular season serious, basically saying, it doesn't matter to some degree. I mean, it's going to reflect with the fans and not to mention all the player movement over the last 10 years, which has calmed down a little bit, I would say, especially with the stars. But it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? I know that's what got a lot of people out of college basketball was the one and done thing. It was hard to follow. I mean, it makes sense
0: because unless you have, I mean, you have specific years where you're going to watch college basketball more. Like, I feel like, it was down a little bit, then Zion came. And then you're like, oh my God, I need to see Zion games. And then Ja Morant popped up on the scene too. And you're like, okay, so if there's Zion and there's Ja. Like we got to watch, we got to at least watch their games. So you, you kind of watch for individual players rather than teams now. Like if Wimbenyama was actually, say he went to Duke, every single Duke game you'd be watching because of the fact that he's there. But you don't, but not a lot of people. I mean, obviously there's the true ones that watch every game. But they don't watch Duke basketball. Like, casual fans don't just go like, hey, I'm going to watch this Duke basketball game. Like, there has to be a specific reason behind it. And that with the NBA, too, as you were saying, it's completely, you're right, it's not digestible as much. I mean, obviously for me, I love it. But once you get to... February. Once you get to the all-star break, then I start like, okay, I got to watch these games. Because that's when the athletes start to care more. It's like they get to, because like, it's the home stretch. They get playoff ready. They're not sitting out games anymore because they can't really afford to sit out games because everything's so close. You get the MVP race that heats up then. You get the playoff race that heats up then. So once, and then you get the primetime games. You get the better games that are on the on the nationally televised stage. So once you get to pass about the all-star break, then people really start to pay attention to basketball. And there's no other sport, too, because college football yeah, and football's it, done.
1: Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's kind of the, just been the way the league's been trending. Yeah. Uh, you know, I again, it was just so much player movement at one point. You start to lose the casual fan. And like I said, when they when you devalue the regular season, you're like, oh, I'm going to miss 20 games just for rest. I mean, I know I know there's a lot of games I've been looking to watch these last few weeks. And you see like, okay, they're big stars out for load management, basically. Like, I ain't watching that shit. You know, I'm going to watch, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm going to be on my phone or I'm going to be paying attention to this other game. Um, I don't want to watch so the
0: Brooklyn Nets to see TJ Warren.
2: Right. <laughs> like, exactly, right like, like I don't like I don't need to K- see
0: TJ Warren and Nick's Clax. if I'm watching the Nets I want to see Kyrie I want to see KD I want to see Ben Simmons
1: and by the way I'll say the Nets are one of the teams I have been looking to watch because their stars are playing yeah I was gonna say it's Kyrie awesome.
0: since the anti-Semitic comments has been playing all that has been playing everything KD's been a man possessed Ben Simmons has been playing every single game since he came back from injury like they're the Nets are looking good um, so actually, so it's nice to see that they're there, but obviously like the Steph's out, the Wiggins is out. So the Warriors aren't really that fun to watch anyways. Um, obviously Luka and Jokic, they play for the most part. Luka can kind of be every now and then sit out, but like, there's just certain teams like jaw will miss games, but that's more so injury. But Jaw will miss games, so then the Grizzlies are not as fun to watch, even though they're still a very well coached team and a good team, and they're putting together wins regardless of if Jaw's there or not,
1: or Desmond yeah. Bain, Jaron Jackson. You're young. Most of the young stars are playing. Like, yeah, Jaw's and they're all playing.
0: LeBron like like, and I was gonna say it's hard to see watch the Lakers if Braun or AD are not playing. It's like okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, like LeBron's gonna sit a lot, uh, Steph's gonna sit a lot. Draymond, you know what I mean? They're all going to miss games. Kawhi, we've seen it. Paul George. So, I mean, you know, there's like you, for instance, you're in your mid-20s. You've grown up the last 10 years watching someone like Kawhi and Paul George, right? So they're like, they've been someone who, someone like LeBron, who's been in there your whole life. He's played in his whole second half. And Mm. none of those guys... None of those guys are even you can't count on them to play every night. You know, it's just different. And like you said, second half of the year, yeah, it's gonna be should be much better. But I mean, for all they do load management, it doesn't really change. I feel like stars are getting injured more than ever every single year. Uh so I don't know. I love the NBA, but man, is it catered a lot to the players? You could argue that it should be. But uh
0: Yeah, I mean I'm, they're the uh, most I mean, they're the most marketable sport. Like, when it comes to, like, just the athlete.
1: Just the athletes, yeah. and uh, Just because you can see their faces.
0: It's only 5v5, and, like, one player means more to that sport than pretty much any other sport. Like, obviously, LeBron's only 20% of his team, but can control, like, 50% of the game because he obviously can control the offensive pace, the defensive pace when he's at his peak. So, like, one player can literally win a game in the NBA, and it's kind of unlike any other sport
1: yeah i mean yeah in a way in a way uh, sure. obviously especially there's like of- different
0: new i mean there's other things like in the nfl you can have a really good and um soccer as we started with this like yeah but in basketball it's the most frequent where one person can kind of win you a game not obviously you need a team too but yeah
1: for sure especially scoring wise yeah like or you know like if you got a big like here then they have in that 40 27 game uh yeah, they definitely can have the most impact on a game for sure. Yeah. I I'm, mean obviously you can do that too, but yeah. I think that's been one of the more overrated things with the NBA is people saying like, you know, in the playoff series, if you get the better player, you're gonna win. Well that's not always true. No, absolutely I mean? not.
0: No, it's completely a team sport because a completely a team sport. I I mean I was saying it for like just individual games, you could have that, yeah. but I mean we saw Warriors last year. They, they're they a very, very great team. You had the Lakers when they won it. Obviously, there was AD and LeBron, but you did have role players playing well throughout the entire series. You had the Bucks. Obviously, they have Giannis, but Drew Holiday played oh, amazing man. during that series. Chris Middleton did what he needed to do during that series. He was a little up and down. Uh, Devin Chen- like You had uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Anyways, other other people yeah. stepped up and performed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, did you say Divincenzo?
0: Did I say? Um, was he on that winning the Bucks team that won it all?
1: Oh, yeah, he was on the Bucks. Yeah, 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 no, that's what I was saying. He yeah. was not,
0: Divincenzo was on that I'm I'm on that floppy. team. I
1: thought you were talking about the Warriors. No, anyway, no, 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 Uh, but like to bring it back to international soccer, I mentioned. I think it was last year I said like, how the NBA is a lot like international soccer as far as the player movement and just the drama. Like, yeah. I'll give you an example. Kareem Benzema, he's one of France's better players, possibly even their best player. Well, Mbappe is probably their best, but Benzema would be probably in their top three from yeah. my understanding. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't bring him on the squad. He was injured, but he could have made it back, and they didn't want to bring him back because they're too captains, I guess, uh, Giroud and Griezmann, they didn't want him on, which is it's pretty crazy. I mean, granted, they almost won it without him. France is one of the nations that can just, you know, sit one of their best and still be okay. Yeah, uh, But, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you wouldn't really see out here. Maybe the only time you could really mention it, like, it happened with the 2012 team. None of those guys wanted Dwight Howard back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had enough talent where that really didn't matter. But, you know, that's the kind of drama you don't see outwardly in the NBA. Granted, there's so much drama in the NBA, but that was just outwardly reported for international soccer. And that's most of the NBA coverage, especially on Twitter. And that's, you know, most of what gets the fanfare during the season, if you're following along on Twitter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what you need on an 82-game sport. If it's a 66-game season or a 50-game season, then yeah, every game's gonna matter more. You know what I mean? And uh
0: What's the last NBA season that you were thoroughly enjoying? Cause I've got my two. Like, I got the last two for me. I mean, every
1: season to some degree. Well, this yeah, I mean, down, of
0: course, but I mean like the down, one that kept you from wire to wire.
1: I mean, I would say last year I was pretty focused from wire to wire. But I mean I would say I mean, the 2010s was really a pretty great era of basketball. I mean, especially in 2016. And then,
0: yeah, for me, you it was know, 16
1: 17, to 17. 17. 18, and 19 were hard because you knew the Warriors were going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19, 19, it felt like they had some cracks, and obviously they lost. Like that year, I really felt uh, they could have lost. And I mean, those were still fun years individually and like. You know whether you have the Celtics on the rise with uh, their young, the Rockets
0: supporters. won sixty five games and eighteen. So yeah, like
1: so, there's still some some things over there. It was a great era, and you know this era is still defining itself. You know we oh, still of got course.
0: we still got Luca, Jokic know. has been on one this year.
1: Jokic Jokic's been amazing, amazing. Uh, bede has uh, been that, amazing.
0: I, Obviously, Giannis just. is Giannis is turned into LeBron where we don't need to talk about him because he just literally does what he does every night and becomes is the best player every in the league every night. So hey, said, like Giannis bad is, bad games yeah. he scores thirty. It's
1: like okay. Giannis is a is a fucking superhero and that guy's gonna put up dumb stats in the postseason. Uh he's like he's like LeBron, like you said, he's just unbreakable. Like he's you, you not are, gonna get injured. He's not he's certainly not gonna get a serious injury. Um,
0: you have to watch well, the games to know if Giannis played bad or not. Like in like because you can't just go by the stats because let like, Giannis can play a bad game and still end up with twenty seven eleven and five, but still then yeah, I mean, put and then put like the impact on the game as you thought. Like game seven of the game seven Boston. Uh, Milwaukee. He played very. He played a good first half. He didn't play a great second half. If I remember correctly. Yeah, he got
1: tired. He flamed, yeah. he, he finally flamed out. Yeah, but he but hot.
0: he. If you looked at his numbers from that game, you're like, okay, he played. He did what he was supposed to do. But if you watch the game, you see that. Okay, that wasn't the Giannis that we have come accustomed to.
1: Yeah. No, he definitely disappeared in the second half, and you know he got tired because I mean, shit, and he, he that it, was carrying. Yeah. Of a, course. That was a hot that was a hockey series yeah it uh, was say so he tried, is, you know, he tried to throw of the him.
0: knockout punch in game six and tatum said no it's essentially yeah. what happened
1: and that's a big part of why boston flamed out against golden state i mean they had back-to-back and really triple series with i mean even though brooklyn was a sweep it was still pretty physical not nothing compared to the buck series and the heat series Those yeah were, definitely two hockey series but
0: and game you know, sevens that come down to like the wire obviously the celtics pulled away a little bit in the fourth against the bucks but i mean jimmy butler had a three to win it or to go right. up i should say because they would have had a possession and just missed it and the game right. seven. so
1: but uh you know quickly like my observations in this nbc season before we get to football i mean i really like this pelicans team they're deep they're young Yep. they uh they're they're a sleeper. They really are a sleeper contender. Like McCollum's not even playing well. And, yeah. you know, they're one of the best teams in the West. And they're again, they're unbelievably deep. They can, you know, when you can play eleven players, kind of like Memphis, and you're young, and you play well together, like they both teams carry themselves like veteran teams. The
0: one thing I um, wish from the Pelicans, I wish that Zion would get a little bit more aggressive on the boards. Like I don't think that him and Steph should average around the same round of rebounds. But
1: Hey, it doesn't. It I mean, doesn't but again, I mean, they got they got Zion's gonna rebound when he's gonna rebound. I mean, he's never been like he's never been like Barkley. He's compared to Barkley, but he ain't even like Blake Griffin when it comes to the boards, really. Now Blake and that's Griffin okay. can
2: get
0: you ten a game.
1: Yeah, and if you put Zion in the playoffs right now, I guarantee you that number goes up to.
0: You hope eight, it
1: goes. Nine, yo, so you hope eight, it goes nine, up 10. to around that. You
0: hope that it goes around
1: to that. And uh, it really doesn't even matter with his scoring prowess. He makes defensive plays. He's not an all-world defender yet. That'll come eventually. Mm-hmm. He has the um, tools for it, but I certainly like them more than like uh, you take Dallas right now. Like Luca, I mean, that's basically we talk about Houston. That's basically James Harden, D'Antoni era. Like that's what it's, I mean, it's literally Luca against the world. And yeah, the stats are great. The games aren't that watchable with him. It's just exactly what it used to be with Harden—just standing around and watch Luca. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why, Chris? You know, I want
0: to be there so that's why Chris Stapps didn't really want to be there,
1: yeah, I mean it was just hard it was a tough fit yeah i it was I, remember the, I remember the I
0: remember when he got moved there, I was like, oh my god, like this is gonna be perfect, you're gonna have a pick and pop guy with Luca, you're gonna have someone who can drop it on the block for him, and you can get someone who can give him possessions off, but then just the way Luca controls the entire game is it's hard to get another star like star star there. The way yeah. he controls the game, like even LeBron, kind of changed. Like LeBron didn't come into like this kind of James Harden like ball control guy until he got to Cleveland. Really, that 2015 yeah. Finals was the first time you saw it. Well, that was he was out Kyrie, without Kevin Love. That was the first time you saw him really just take control of the entire game and slow it down. Obviously, he had stints where he did it, but when you had D Wade, he had Bosh. And then obviously the first in Cleveland, that was just a completely different LeBron. He didn't need to as much. Like he could defer to D-Wade because D-Wade could run point for a quarter, a half. And even Mario Chalmers was good enough to get the offense going. So he didn't have to just control everything until he got to Cleveland that second time.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, they like... I mean, this the style chiefs, too. They surround him with shooters. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and yeah, and obviously he got older. But 100%. yeah, I mean, Luca, Luca. I mean, it's why I was not as big on them before the season as you because, like, they just – a team like Memphis, a team like the Pelicans, they just got so much talent at every position. Mm -hmm. Dallas does not. They are just so Luka-reliant. And, uh, you know, Christian Wood got his first start the other night. Jason Kidd's been playing mind games with him all season. Uh, And, you know, Christian Wood being their second-best player – just isn't really going to get it done, and I mean that's a big part of why I thought they were going to fall a little bit. was the loss of Jalen Brunson. Like he did so much for them last year, as far as taking He's the ball. Been playing really 100%. well.
0: Been playing really. And you well. see, yeah,
1: exactly. You see the direct impact with the Knicks. They had an eight-game win streak before tonight, and then Siakam goes off for fifty-two, nine, and seven. But you know, I just I. Dallas better hope they get another player in there at the deadline. The trade season is going to be very interesting. It's going to be extremely interesting, yes. especially given when Manana and all that coming in next year and just the parity in the league. I mean, it is really a great season. It is. And uh, and it's going to heat up, like you said, like right after January. We're going to find out a lot. I mean, shit, the Bulls... The Bulls might be in a position where they blow it up and they're in the Webb and states. sweepstakes. I
0: mean, why not? And then if you do that, you get a chance to get Lonzo with him, with uh, Zach Levine or DeMar, depending on who you keep, get rid of Vucevic. Like they have a, they could be in a position to do that as well. As we said a little bit ago, especially with the Steph injury, these next 15 games. Could either be the Warriors are poised to get back into the playoff race for a championship, or they might be on Wimby watch. <laughs> if they, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think, think they
1: will as long as they're under uh Steve Kerr's watch. And I mean he's having he's having a hard he doesn't want to bring along the kids. And I think the front office does want to bring along the kids. And it's I don't know, you see it tonight. They played the kids tonight, they sacked Clay. They let Draymond play, and they got, it was 91-51 at the half.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, they're only five and a half games back of first, which is what's, like, boding well for them, is that everybody in the uh, West is beating up on each other. Like, in the East, there's become separation between, like, the 1 and the 8, 1 and the 9, because the Bucs are playing well, the Celtics are playing well, the Clevelands as well. Brooklyn's coming into it. But, like... There's, as I said, there's only like five or six losses really between like the one and like the nine. So now
1: there's a ton of parity in the, in the league. That's what currently. makes it.
0: That's what's going to make the West so interesting is no, I don't think it's going to happen now just because you kind of have to start well. But like Golden State has a chance or like if Dallas got super hot, they would have a chance to get up to the three or two. Gives, yeah. because with record wise, like they could jump though. Like Dallas is only four games out of one, so they could easily jump and get to one hypothetically. I don't think they will, but they could.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I would say my three favorite teams in the West right now would be Denver, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. Right yeah. now, yeah, um, definitely
0: the top three are the best three for sure.
1: Jokic is just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I people probably get sick of me saying that, but I mean, I. He is perfect in the half court. Perfect. He never makes the wrong play. It's almost too easy for him. Like Luca, it's literally too easy for him. like he can score from anywhere. It doesn't matter, you know how much usage rate he has. Right, Jokic, he has half the usage rate probably, and he's either getting you a perfect shot, a wide, o- you know, a wide open three, a layup because of his passing prowess, yeah, or he's getting himself an easy bucket. Uh, he really, he probably only shoots like two or three threes a game. And they're usually open, so he shoots a high percentage from there.
0: I always wish that Embiid was more so like Jokic in that sense.
1: He's starting to be
0: a little. he more which less. is like when he st- when he does, he becomes. I mean, we talked about this last year when Embiid just realizes that he is seven two and a monster, and uses the three point shot as a luxury rather than as a necessity. He becomes completely unguardable. He's already a. He's already a. A chore to deal with, anyways, but he comes completely yeah. unguardable when you have to worry about not like the three becomes a luxury,
1: yeah. I mean, he gets to the line as much as prime Harden, his teammate, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, definitely, same amount. And uh, I love Embiid, always love Embiid's game, but I think Jokic is you know, if Embiid's a 90, if, if Jokic is 100 and beats a 95. And I'm not saying Jokic is a perfect player, but offensively, he certainly is. And he doesn't kill you defensively. He's he's rough in the pick and roll, but he's certainly made improvements since he started. Kind of like Steph. How, you know, yeah, you can go at Steph, but not it's what not he like used to. six years ago where, yeah, he's thin and all that. You know what I mean? He's put, he's put on weight. Jokic has lost a lot of weight. He can move quicker. I mean, shit, we've seen Jokic blow by people and dunk. The last couple kind of look a little bit
0: like a young Dirk.
1: Yeah, young Dirk had a
0: young Dirk had a little bit more speed and bounce than people remember because people don't think of 2002 Dirk; they think of that 2011 run. But yeah,
1: yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, those are three teams. Like I, I feel like Denver is a move away. Like they could definitely be a conference finalist and even a Western Conference finalist, like in the finals. But I don't know. I feel like they're a player away, but and they still got to get their defense going every night.
0: They're a primed up Michael Porter Jr. away, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, I say he's like he's had injury problems throughout his entire career, so maybe he won't pan out to be what he's thought to be. But if he could be kind of like we was in twenty twenty when he was giving you almost twenty a game, plus you get the you get that Jamal Murray back that we saw in the bubble in the playoffs like that. Then you get Jokic with it. Then that team can go win it
1: for sure. And uh, yeah, I would say those three Pelicans, Grizzlies, Nuggets. Those are the three I got my eye on the most. Yeah, at the top. Uh, and then I
0: like I really like Cleveland. I love how they're looking.
1: Who Cleveland?
0: I love how Cleveland, Cleveland. is looking.
1: Yes, for sure, for sure. And uh, you know, I'm talking strictly West right now. Yeah, I was and gonna the, say you were talking teams. West.
0: I was just talking. out, Yeah, I like got you,
1: well. got you, got you. Uh, and I would say, like, I mean, we kind of already brought up. the Warriors. I'm really interested in their rise and fall. Because, yeah. I mean, they, like you said, they can just go either way. I mean, to me, they're not a contender, but you can't – you still can't really keep them out of it because who really wants to face them in seven games? But we'll know more, especially after January, especially yeah. after it's back.
0: I would say they're like, uh, if they can get the four through eight correct – then they will become contenders again. Like at the moment, they're like, they're just scary because you don't want to see them. But at the same time, they're not. You wouldn't say right now that they're like your betting favorite to go because obviously they can't they, see, they can't win road games right now. They
1: certainly can. They cannot defend. They cannot they defend don't. at all. And uh, they
0: need a big. And you thought Wiseman would come in and be that big, but a, I mean maybe. Maybe this stretch without Steph and Wiggins when Wiseman went down and came back, possibly that could help him. We'll see. But there's like This next month's stretch, as you were saying, like this is going to be a very pivotal point to see if the young people, the young guys can mature into what they need them to be or if you package a couple of them and you make a move for a veteran to try to get another ring with a team that definitely could if they had the right pieces healthy.
1: For sure, and then the other team in the West that I'm keeping my eye on, and it sucks because AD is going to be out now for a few weeks, maybe yeah. even more, because it's <laughs> a foot injury, and foot injuries are never good with big guys, let and alone player. And it's AD, so that
0: makes it even but worse. But the,
1: the Lakers are real interesting to me. The Lakers are real interesting to me. They their their chemistry is better. Uh, you know, Westbrook's all the way bottom, he's an impact player. I know Lakers fans got to be just kicking themselves for fucking signing Pat Bev instead of a wing because, like, why is he there? Yeah. Uh, he's just not doing anything for them. And Lonnie Walker, I mean, I I didn't think that was a great signing, but it certainly wasn't a bad signing. Like, if they're good. If they want to run, I think they're at their best when they run, but you can't really do that with LeBron. And, I mean, we just see how shaky AD is, which sucks because – He's an incredible player. He was putting he really, on,
0: yeah. he was in the best stretch, arguably, like almost of his career, but definitely since he was in New Orleans.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he had a great
0: playoff run, but like the stretch he was on was, you could argue, was the best of his career that he was playing was, before the injury.
1: It was definitely the best since, like you said, either his last season or that, you know, penultimate season. Is that how you say it? I don't know if I said that. Yeah, correctly. I
0: think, I think, I think.
2: But
1: uh, yeah, I mean, if he can ever stay healthy, you've got a chance with AD that they could get more shooters in there. Obviously, the Lakers don't have a lot of trade capital, but uh, you know, I mean, I'm a Celtics fan. I dislike the Lakers, but I mean, they've been a lot more fun to watch. And uh, in the East, I'm still kind of, I was big on the Sixers and I think they're starting to you know they're starting to get people back, and Bead's definitely been on a tear.
2: Yeah,
1: Harden's finding his groove. They're going to get Maxi back here, I think, on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So they're interesting. Still got to kind of keep the jewelry up for them as the season goes on. For January, sure. February. Uh, you know the Celtics have been killing shit, even though they've been on a little bit of a slide lately. They lost tonight to to the Pacers, they who are been, no joke. No, no, who are no joke at all. Halliburton. Uh, <sighs> That was
0: a great, I mean, I was. I wish they could have kept Sabonis for like the Pacers' sake, but obviously with someone like Halliburton, you're going to have to give up someone good. But I, Halliburton has been playing amazing.
1: Yeah, I, the Pacers as a whole Then been. I mean, it's kind of funny how many people wrote them off as just being an automatic shitty team because there's way too much talent on that team. They have way too many good players. They got one of the better coaches in league history and Rick Carlisle. Yeah. And, One uh, of the
0: most underrated coaches in league history,
1: honestly. Yeah, yeah and no lie, no lie. And he you, is give Carlisle, underrated. you give Carlisle a good guard, not named Ray John Rondo. His history is pretty well. Uh, <laughs> not named Rondo. His history is pretty great, actually, I should say. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone but Rondo. Seems to fare well. I mean, he's notoriously a tough coach to play for, especially as a point guard, because he likes to call the plays rather yeah. than the point, which is really the problem with Rondo. But uh, you know, yeah, the Pages have been a good story. They got a ton of young talent. Uh they probably will trade Miles Turner. We'll see what happens. But uh yeah, I mean, the Celtics and the Bucks, they're still gonna be your top two to beat. The Bucks are really interesting now that they got Middleton back, they'll probably be getting Ingles back. Pretty soon Mm -hmm. So we'll get to see what they look like At full strength Which is gonna be pretty scary Because the more shooters you have around Giannis Makes Giannis somehow even tougher to guard Yeah, And uh, then that's a fucking nightmare And when you have the shooters
0: (laughs) That can make plays Makes it even more dangerous Because Joe Ingles can make a play Drew Holiday can make plays Chris Middleton can make plays Pat Connaughton Which was the name I was thinking of before When I got stumped I don't know why I couldn't think of it Pat Connaughton not that he's going to make plays, but he definitely can take you a pump fake, drive to the basket. He's athletic, can get there. Brooke Lopez has been shooting amazing this year, so and playing amazing defense. He has been. I was gonna say he's been blocking shots left and right and shooting well. Like so that that they're gonna just be tough. They're just they're just such a they're gonna be such a tough out. Uh, one thing I yeah. did want to say about soccer. Uh, real quick, was obviously Mbappe had the uh hat trick, which hadn't been done since like the 60s in the world in the championship game, mm-hmm. um, World Cup final, I should say. Mm-hmm. It randomly felt to me a little bit like Mahomes Brady, if you're making cross sport comparison, when you have this up and coming superstar, arguably best player in the entire world against this. Veteran who has done everything and they clash and have a great like, obviously, if it just felt like kind of Brady Mahomes esque, I don't know. <laughs> That's
2: It'll, a pretty good comparison, just That's because you curse. have that.
0: You have obviously Mbappe, one I was gonna say youngest person, I believe, to score a goal in the World Cup final because he was only 19. He now he's 24, he just went to another World Cup final already at that age plus he's been obviously I don't I'm not I don't follow soccer really at all I just kind of have been paying attention a little bit because the world cup has been interesting and a lot of people at my work because being from the south you have uh I have a couple of people from Ecuador I have someone a couple of people from a different nationality so they pay attention so I've been kind of paying attention but it felt a little Mahomes Brady-esque if you were to cross compare sports
2: that's a
1: pretty good comparison Uh, Mbappe he you're going to get me off the NBA real quick but (laughs) Mbappe he I mean I think he's like the best striker in the world like he's not a he can play like a winger too because they played Giroud at the striker I know for France but I think at PSG if you still at PSG which I believe he is I think he plays I think he plays a true striker for them so he's definitely the best striker Mm -hmm. um in a way, it's kind of weird because the next guy really and still I mean again, I don't follow, but my understanding is still like Neymar's still lead, still like the next guy in line because he was like the next era after Messi. yeah he'd be like where uh, where like Kyrie and them are. And a lot of people actually compare Neymar to Kyrie because he's known to like take off games and you know kind of just leave his team and be a little divish here and there. yeah but uh, but definitely more accolades in Kyrie. So Neymar's still in that elite of the elite. But his age doesn't really line up with Mahomes and Mbappe. So weirdly, like Neymar would almost be like where Andrew Luck should be right now. Yeah, if he was still, yeah, he,
0: that's a good, that's a very good point. So
1: yeah, the Mahomes, the Mahomes comparison definitely sticks because I believe Mahomes is about twenty five, and Mbappe just turned twenty four yesterday, I believe.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, you know, back to the NBA. I mean. The Knicks are making things interesting. you you got to figure they're making a trade because they're going to try to be more competitive than usual just because that's how the Knicks are. So they're going to try to really make a run for it. Julius Randle's playing really well for them. Miami's the team for me to really circle because they're right at 500 right now, as is the two teams behind them are the Hawks and the Pacers. I don't like anything about the Hawks. I never have. I think I've always thought that 2020 season was hella fraudulent. Where they made it to the conference finals. Um
0: I haven't I, I have like, fully like love the Hawks. I do like them a little bit. i like the DeJounte Murray pickup. I kind of just like Trey Young in the playoffs. I like the fact that he's a villain. So I like the f- I wanted the Knicks Hawks to keep meeting in the playoffs because I wanted that rivalry to build.
1: Uh that was there just seems to be no cohesion on their team. No, they no, just don't, no, they don't seem to be building. <laughs> no. Trey Young's incredibly inefficient. Granted, he gets to the line a lot. He gets to the line like as much as a beat. It's insane how much Trey Young gets to the line, but I think he's shooting 29% from three. Yeah. And he's probably, he's probably shooting like eight threes a game, if I had to guess. He's, he's right uh, now,
0: he's about 31. He's only shooting 41 from the floor. He's giving you 27 and 10, but it's not the most efficient 27 and 10 you're going to see.
1: At all. Like, no. if you're the Pacers right now at 16-16, you feel like you're on the rise. Hawks, Hawks, nothing's good there. Vibes ain't good there. The Heat, I really wonder if the Heat are making a trade or what they're doing yeah. or if they're kind of playing they, for the postseason because I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. They've the Knicks, been the vibe vibe are good. injured.
0: I was going to say, that's yeah. the thing that's been tough with them is Tyler Hero's missed time, Bam's missed time, Jimmy's missed time. It's been... Hey hard to get the entire collective together, which is what has really been kind of their downfall. But uh, the thing that they need to keep is Tyler Hero needs to keep playing like he has been playing. He's
1: he's developing well for them. He's right where they want to be. Their question really is, you know, is Bam ever going to make the next step? Because he's an incredible defensive player, but he misses a lot of games. Doesn't really have any offensive game at all. Aside from his, he's a, you know he's a smart and willing passer. He but.
0: he managed, it, but he doesn't say even just being kind of that rim runner guy who has a like he has the tools, but he's not like that dominant force. He still averages like twenty one and ten this year. Like this year, he's averaging twenty one and ten
1: because his only his only move on offense like this is just. You know, I've seen him in person and then just watching games. I think his only offensive move aside from rolling or popping is a pump fake. <laughs> like, he has I like he, a pump fake he, little
0: fadeaway and like he can hit a mid range jump shot, but like he's someone that he's a has, mechanical player. He's he someone that could be 90% of PKD.
1: I don't know about all that. What well, I'm saying, 90% I of PKD,
0: I'm saying, I don't think is. Cause I think that extra ten percent is what makes him like elite of the elite. So I guess if you want to say eighty five percent, because he has a little bit of a handle, he has a he has solid range. He can get to the around the basket and finish. I more so mean like he could average like twenty three and be a, 23 twenty three twenty four and be efficient doing so with actual moves. Is more so what I mean. That's like eighty. I should say eighty five percent of like that ad.
1: Tomorrow, so I mean, I know. guess, I guess so. I mean, I would say this year, you know, because he's not healthy, maybe we're. I mean, we were starting to see hundred percent AD, and uh, oh yeah,
0: he's not, he's not touching that. Like, he's just and, not, he's not there.
1: He's and not I think ninety percent of AD is still getting you two blocks, eleven rebounds, and twenty some points. You know, AD at a hundred percent is, you know, that's when he's putting up. Okay, thirty five, thirty five and eighteen. Okay, which I don't if you think call
0: that ninety percent, then I would go to about like eighty five, eighty to eighty five. If you're yeah, calling that, what, if you're I calling think. that ninety percent, then yeah, I agree with you. I just think we just have different percentages, but yeah.
1: Yeah, because I mean, AD had his, had his oh, best at his at his. Oh, at peak Warwick. AD,
0: at peak AD is arguably the best part in the world. Like that. Anyway, was say peak AD. Yeah.
1: Back these teams in the West. I think this is really, or sorry, the East. I think this is really interesting. Uh, let me give you these teams' last ten games, all right? So the Bucks at the one seed, they're seven and three over the last ten. Yep, checks out. They're getting people back. You got Giannis. You're just never going to have bad stretches. This is the Celtics' worst stretch of the season, and it reflects. Their last ten, they're four and six. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers who have been steady all year, seven and three over the last ten. Yep. The team that sticks out the most to me. And this is the team I wanted to highlight the most, and we'll get back to them in a sec. Nets are nine and one over their last ten. Yeah. Philly seven and three over the last ten coming together. Knicks eight and two, as we know, they just had that eight-game win streak, that two being tonight. Uh, and then the Heat six and four, Hawks four and six, Pacers as well four and six at that 9 spot. If we want to throw the Raptors in at that ten spot for the play-in, they're three and seven over the last ten. They're trending down.
0: Also, just want to and say that, the uh the magic was seven and three in their last ten.
1: Yes. And so those are the two teams I want to talk about in the East were my two favorite to watch right now, which is weird to say as a Celtics fan, just mainly because I know what I'm getting as a Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. Rob, Rob, Rob Williams just came back. They're finding that groove again. Horford's been in and out. I don't expect this to last the the slide that they're on. I expect it for some of January, but I would say mid January on when you really got to focus on seeding. And yeah. you know the Bucks are going to continue to be better and better. I would expect the Celtics to to be better, but. uh I mean the Cavs were only a half game behind them. The Celtics don't want to fall to three. You want to be in that top two. You're they're too young of a team to really play the oh, it doesn't really matter who we're playing in the first round kind of game. They're not Milwaukee. you know what I mean. I mean at this point,
0: Milwaukee could do that and that'd be fine. And they could and they
1: you know you, I mean could, you obviously you want not If everything the number, stayed the same yeah. and they fell to the three and they you know they face the Knicks, sure. Yeah, yeah if it's fine. the Knicks Go ahead, but you don't want to face Philly at a three six matchup you
0: at all. And you also don't like if you can avoid because I think they'll move up. If you can avoid seeing the Heat first round, regardless, I think the Celtics are better than the Heat, but that's just a tough matchup in it the would, first round. You go say you, you say you go to the like kind of their last year run. You would go to the Celtics and then say they get the I would say they get the Heat, then say they get the Nets, then they get the Bucks. Just in a different order, obviously. That would just that's just a tough road. And say you get it to it and then you see, we'll just say the Grizzlies, and you have to go to against that great defensive team. You gotta see Jaws athleticism every single night. That's just that's a tough road uh, to get to win a championship.
1: It's tough. So yeah, I expect I expect Boston and and Milwaukee to hold the four down. I expect eventually I mean, we'll see. Cavaliers have played great together. They've had chemistry since the start, since Donovan Mitchell's got there. Yeah, But I'm really interested to see if Philly and Brooklyn leapfrog them. But Brooklyn, they're playing great defense. Kyrie and Katie are clicking. Katie's playing as well as he has since he's gotten back. Uh, Kyrie really starting to come along here. They're playing defense. They're stringing Simmons along slowly. Uh, you know, I hate to keep bringing up the all-star break about this certain time for NBA teams, but I really think by the All-Star break, we'll start to really see Simmons kind of flourish. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that's scary for every single team, whether it's Philly, Brooklyn, or sorry, Philly, Boston, or Milwaukee. That's fucking scary if Brooklyn's just sitting at that three or four spot, just well, kind of waiting, well, playing possum. Yeah. Awesome. That is scary because they're, they're going for it. They're going for it. 9-1 over your last 10 is going for it. And, and here's uh, the
0: thing, you have Ben Simmons now. And if Ben Simmons at worst is if Ben Simmons can be a serviceable offensive player and not a liability, you have someone who can check Giannis as good as probably anyone really you're going to get in the league. You have someone who, if if, if I'm saying this is the right Ben Simmons, obviously you have someone who's going to guard Giannis better than 98% of the league. Maybe you put a peak ad maybe you put i don't know like jaron jackson jr is really good defensively you have a couple people that could do it uh that could do as well as you can on him you have someone who can guard jason tatum for the entire game you have someone if you're uh, going you have someone who obviously can guard then harden for the entire game if you're going to that team you've got someone who can guard donovan mitchell the thing with ben simmons is he can guard one through five at a supreme level when he's in the right headspace and when he's 100 percent confident if you can get that kind of ben simmons changes the entire complexion of series because now you don't have to have kyrie guard Harden or kd try to check Giannis or nick claxton have to take Giannis, and then it just makes everything much easier
1: absolutely and uh the east is going to be a gauntlet especially those top four. i mean That's i would awesome. ex- i would expect <clears throat> if can get any sort of health and momentum going, I would expect, and especially if they get a trade, I would expect they kind of switch spots with the Knicks. Uh, but, you know, if the Knicks make a trade, they're almost better suited than Miami just because of their injury history. Yeah. But we'll see yeah. there. But the top five in the East, for sure, that's a gauntlet. And, top
0: is uh, a gauntlet. The next three are just tough outs.
1: Absolutely. And uh, the other team I really want to focus on, the Orlando Magic, they have about the most young talent I've seen on a team since maybe, since maybe those early Sixers teams when it was Embiid, Simmons. They had Fultz, even though he was going through a rough time. Uh, maybe they had the Thunder, style. Thunder, they were more top heavy. Yeah, most, yeah. The, if, yeah, you could literally put them in a class by themselves because you had three MVPs on the team at yeah. once. But as far as like roster, yeah, those, okay, yeah, yeah, Tatum's first few years. Like with that Boston just had a ton of young talent with Rosier, Jalen, uh, Jesus, who else? Kyrie, you could even put in that category. Uh, it's, it's not coming, but they had a ton of young talent then, as did the Sixers. This magic team. They got Bol Bol, they have Bonchero, they've got Jalen Suggs. They've got Jalen Suggs, they got Fultz. they got Cole Anthony, Franz, just and barely come off Both Wagner's both Wagner's especially franz franz like they got they got five legitimate future stars and fultz is a wild card as he's always been i mean at the least he's a overly talented backup or overly talented just starter because i mean he's still got that number one pedigree we've never really seen it all together because he i think last year he tore his acl yeah uh and they still got Jonathan Isaac just on the IR, probably ready to come back. I, like they just got a ton of young talent. Bol Bol has true. I mean, we've talked about him. He's truly got uh, franchise player potential. Whether he lives up to that potential, who knows? But I mean, he's you, just.
0: Oh my God! I'm just thinking about it. Can you imagine a line of him and Wimby, of Victor Wimbenyama? Could you imagine that line? Oh like, my! Like if they
1: were if they were in the front court.
0: Yeah, if there, if that's your front court, well, if Boncaro... Um, well, I mean the
1: Magic, damn the Magic, damn you have. I mean they still got Mo Bamba, Isaac's like seven foot with a wingspan, yeah. and Bo Bo is yeah know, they basically could run. Oh my goodness,
0: they, if the Magic get him in the which they won't,
1: I think they're going to be too good.
0: They might I be think- too good, but if they manage, if the Magic manage to get him, they're going to be scary. For the next decade. Because they have to. Even because obviously people are going to leave for contracts. And things like that. They have too much talent. And then they'll have a legitimate generational player. Around all that talent. No, they're they're, they're going to be. They'll be a legitimately scary. If they get him.
1: So they're only. Two and a half games behind the Raptors. For that last 10 spot. Mm-hmm. The teams in front of them are the Wizards. Who are pretty good. They're another one who it's like they got talent and vets. You know, they got Chris Dapps, who's playing great, like his best since he's came back from injury. Uh, Bradley Beal, obviously, who really hasn't elevated, but it's still Bradley Beal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're a half game ahead of the Magic. The Bulls, who are trending downward they're two games ahead of the Magic. Then you got the Raptors there, who, again, are trending downward, but they got the pedigree, they got the coach. But I really think the Magic can leapfrog, get into that 10th. They just have too many good players. Yeah, yeah, they all happen to be young, but they're well-coached, and, you know, they're all just clicking at the right time. They're just out there hooping, really. And that's, I mean, shit. Two of those wins, they're, like you said, they're 7-3 and three over their last 10. Two of those were back-to-back against Boston, and it wasn't because Boston was slacking either. They just we're going toe to toe with them. They just got guys one through 10. They really can just throw whatever at you. You add their size and athleticism to that. They're, they're going to be too good. And guess what? Even if they're too good and they get into that playing spot, they're still going to low key have a chance at Wemby. We have, you know, they got all the, you got the ping pong balls, but I mean, we've seen it before. I think the bulls had a 1% chance the year. They got Derrick Rose. So Mm -hmm. you just never know when it comes to the lottery. Uh, but I, I love this Magic team. They're my favorite team to watch. Uh, you know, we're talking about the Nuggets earlier. It makes me wonder: what if they would have kept Bulbul with Jokic? I've been him.
0: waiting for Bulbul for the last like three years. I've been watching. Boston him. had him.
1: Boston had him for like a week. What if we would have kept him last year? Yeah, like no, I've been legitimately I mean,
0: waiting for people to use this guy. This guy has obviously people were talking about Victor Wembanyama. This is what I thought. Partially, he would be maybe not that generational, but I was like, he he has a he's seven two with a wingspan, can laterally move with a little bit of handle and a jumper. Like, why aren't we using this guy?
1: He's he's smoother than Wemby. I think Wemby's the better, pro, I mean, the raw prospect for some reason. I had it in my head, Keenan, that bull bull, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we got a, a lot of NFL to do, yeah. but uh, I really thought like I. I was thinking Bol Bo was taken somewhere in the first round. He was the 40th pick. He was a second yeah. round pick. I Completely, had forgotten about that. Uh, that's insane. You don't usually see someone with that much talent. Like someone usually takes a chance on that in the first round. I get yeah. there was injury risk, and he didn't really even play at Oregon, and his body's weird. I get all that, but uh, his like watching. Anytime I watch this guy just dribble up the floor, I'm like in disbelief how comfortable he is. Like he's like, more comfortable into than that. I was
0: going into that um, going into that senior year or his year that he came out, he was like top twelve projected in the draft, and then he got the injury and people were so concerned about the injury risk that he just dropped. And,
1: and I mean, in a in a way, reasonably so, because he didn't really play these first three years. But anytime he did play, especially at the bubble, you saw flashes where you're like, What the fuck is this guy? Like, why does he move so well? for his size Uh, it's scary I really do like Wemby dude is like what he's 7'4 plays legitimate great defense in the post and on the perimeter like he's got probably more tools than Bull Bull but if we're talking strictly offense Bull Bull's got a slightly smoother game like he's got a little bit of KD to him I know people we've even mentioned how Wemby's got some KD to him Bull Bull, like, moves more. No,
0: legitimately. Than, 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 like, he uh, has, like, that hesitation crossover that KD has, Bull Bull has more of that than
1: Wimby does. He, he's legitimately beautiful to watch dribble the ball up the court. Like, nah, <laughs> I, Like, for real, like, every time I see it, I'm like, I can't believe it. How comfortable he is with it? I'm like, we're, like how did how did anybody like you said? How did anybody let that slip? Like I, I get I, the injury history, but even
0: like you even just taking don't, a risk on it. Like late in the draft, like late in the first round, you're not gonna just take a risk. That's I like got a low risk point? Like I understand maybe not top eight or ten because then you want them to be at least a starter level. But like if you're late in the draft, you're picking 27 in that draft, and say you're say you are the Celtics, who obviously are playing great. It's like we needed a big. Let's just take him. If not, it's okay because we're still a really good team. And if he is what we think he could be, look what we have next to Tatum. <laughs> look what we have next to Jalen Brown. That kind of thing. All right. Know.
1: Let's let's get to let's get to the NFL. I could talk. I could keep going. NBA. Here I am talking about how I never watch it, but I got all these fucking opinions. But I mean. I'd be keeping up. You know what I mean? But uh I mean, of course. I mean, we're, can we Can I Can I
0: break some news here? Yeah, I would love I'd love
1: to. Well, I mean, news. the news is concerning you. Am I allowed to say it or do you want to keep I think you know what I'm talking about when I say this. Should I keep it under wraps?
0: Keep it under wraps, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Then in that case, I won't break any other news because I was going to break Actually, yeah, I will. I'll break it right here. Gene. Just do it.
0: Just do it anyways.
1: You want to know your Christmas gift? uh sure sure so all right so this is what it is i just told you my two favorite teams in the east right now brooklyn Uh brooklyn and the magic we'll be going to see brooklyn nets versus orlando magic in march in orlando so there you go ruin the surprise i was gonna tell you i was gonna tell you a few weeks from now for some reason after christmas but I F- figured it was a good time. Gave well, permission. I appreciate
0: so. I was gonna say I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hundred percent appreciate that. Let's ah. uh
1: let's hope nobody gets injured from here to then. Yeah, so no,
0: that's that's perfectly fine with me to go see that game. Um
1: yeah, I'll be good with that. Anyway, let's get to the NFL Keenan. You wanted to rank teams via pyramid, and uh there's really in each conference ten teams that can still make the playoffs. So we did yeah. these from 10 to one pyramid style uh uh so basically the I idea see, uh, oh, i was just sorry. saying
0: the idea of me wanting to do a pyramid too was that sometimes between like 10 and 7 there's not a huge gap but i still used to still would rank the teams so i like doing it in that way because maybe on here you can see 7 or eight, 9, 10 are about same level teams, but if I had to rank them, I would. But I wouldn't put them in. There's kind of a tier level to it, but there's also an order of what you're seeing. Here. There's five.
1: There's five tiers to this pyramid.
0: Five tiers to this pyramid. Obviously, we'll be posting it on social, so you'll see it. But we'll go through it here too, so we all you can hear it verbally and then see it visually.
1: Uh, Kim I'm gonna let you start. Go ahead. Would you? Do you want to go NFC or AFC first?
0: I'll go NFC first. And I'll work right. from the bottom up. So on tier five, so the bottom tier, I've got I'll go, I'll go backwards. So my 10 would be Seattle, my nine <laughs> would be Washington, my eight would be New York. The New York Washington, they can kind of they can kind of slip back and forth because they're pretty close to me. But I mean, New York just beat Washington. They tied the first time I'm giving that slight edge to New York. Um, Seattle is at 10 for me right now. They have been falling off a little bit. They are a team that's still, they're still a team that has a little bit of dangerous to them, but right now they're just, they're kind of late game situations with them. They haven't seemed to be putting together as well as they were at the beginning of the season, so they've kind of taken a step back for me.
1: And they've got a tougher schedule. They've and they've got, got a tougher schedule as well. They probably got the toughest schedule out of these. Uh, you know, wild card contenders right now.
0: Yes, and so uh, and so that's my tier five. My tier four is actually Green Bay and Tampa. So Tampa yeah. is going to make the playoffs. I wholeheartedly believe because of the fact that their division is so bad. That first half against Cincy gave you a glimpse of what they could be. Not saying. I mean, obviously, that's not what they are because the second half gave you a glimpse of what they. More so, a show of what they have been, which is just let me ask them. you. What's let up? me ask you
1: a question. Sorry, sorry hey, for interrupting. You're me. good. You're good. Let me ask you a question though, because we got 10 teams here. You presented this to me, right? Yes. So, you got you got obviously like New York's obviously in the playoff picture right now, as is Washington. Yes. Seahawks would be the next, and you got Tampa in there. Yes. Uh, so, did you not factor in were you only going with the top 10 or did you factor in? Like the Falcons and the Saints as well who do have an outside shot Now they're two games behind, so they're trailing a little bit more. but did you factor in them or were you just going strictly with what 10 through one is right now?
0: So I for me it was strictly kind of what 10 through one is right now because I know mathematically the Panthers do mathematically the Saints do. There are teams that mathematically have chances, but I don't feel like they're going to be there at all. So I kind of rank 10 through one. What the best teams were in the NFC, and then ten through one, what the best teams were in the AFC, then ten through one, the best teams in the NFL. Got gotcha. you. So then
1: oh, you did an NFL one too.
0: Yes, I did do an NFL. That one, one I was there.
1: not. That one I was not prepared for. I got NFC and AFC, but I was not that, prepared for an that's NFL. Fine.
0: Uh, I got an NFL one too. So and then I had Green Bay at eight or seven, and then Tampa would be at six. Uh, I think Green Bay is starting. Oh,
1: What's so you up? got them on the same tier, Green Bay. I got
0: them on the same tier, but I got uh, Tampa a little bit ahead of Green Bay. I think I think that both of them are in positions to where, I mean, Green Bay is going to be harder for them to make the playoffs, but if both teams made the playoffs, you wouldn't want to see them in the first round. You would rather see New York, you would rather see Washington, you'd rather see Seattle, like
1: I'd think I think if dis- you, I disagree, I disagree with that, but we'll get to that on my.
0: Yeah, I would say I trip. think if you told Dallas right now to pick out of Tampa, Green Bay, New York, Washington, Seattle, Tampa and Green Bay would be their last two. The way Tom, but and that's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. But it's like obviously the teams matter too, but those two people I think with Rogers specifically in and still in Dallas, and then Tom Brady. That and also that defense of Tampa Bay makes that team scary as well. That's my personal opinion. I know you'll, when you go through yours, you can disagree with that. So then, this next tier up, the next tier up, I have three teams I have got the Lions, I have got the Vikings, I have got the Cowboys. Interesting. Why the Lions up high? I know you, uh, They all do one thing. They're the hottest team in the league right now. They're the hottest. Them and the Bengals are the two hottest teams in the league. They all do, on this line, one thing very, very well. The Lions play very great offense. Like Jared Goff, when they protect Jared Goff, he has been very, very good this season. They have a good running attack because they have one of the best offensive lines. They've got legitimate weapons on the outside. Their offense is legitimately dangerous. Their defense is coming around. They haven't been great, but they haven't been terrible Aiden Hutchinson's been playing well, and they're starting to they're starting to get it together a little bit defensively. The Vikings also have a very great offense. They have obviously Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson. They've got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Kirk Cousins has been playing well this year. Their offensive line isn't as great, but they still have a great offense. Their defense They don't. They basically don't have one right now. They're they're winning shootouts. The
1: definition the definition of average defense. Yeah, it doesn't say
0: they're they're.
1: Which is weird because they have playmakers there, but they just play very conservative. It seems like
0: if they don't like if their defense is on the field, you don't expect them to make the stop at all. Right. Like at at all. Like you're you're like okay. Like how quickly can the other team score so we can get the ball back to try to score? And then you have Dallas. Who plays, who's been a little bit lackluster in their defense as of late, but they play defense very well and they run the ball very well. So that's why they're at the three spot for them. Uh, They're at the three spot for me. But with Dallas, Dak's been turning the ball over too much. They are naturally, they naturally can get in their own way coaching wise. They can kind of make boneheaded mistakes and there's just almost a, like a most a mystique, like the Patriots had a mystique of being just like a tough place to play. Or like right now in KC, you go to Arrowhead, it's like, oh, you're going to go to Arrowhead, that's tough. It feels like the Cowboys have the other like way. It's like, uh ah, the Cowboys are going to find a way to Cowboy. Like they're going to find a way. So they're at three. And then a tier by themselves is the 49ers. They would be honestly on the same tier to me as the Eagles if they had a little bit better quarterback, Brock Purdy just it hasn't been, it's just not proven enough yet. He could be, we don't know yet. He could be something very good. And then, uh, but their roster, fifty-two other players, their roster is phenomenal. They might have the best roster in the league. And then the Eagles are one. They've proven it by winning pretty much every single game but one this season. Jalen Hurts would be tied with Mahomes for me for your league league MVP. The next three games are going to tell a lot. Um. Obviously, they have Gardner Minshew coming in. I don't think Jalen Hurts' injury is going to be long-term. So, Jalen, it's not like when Carson Wentz got injured and they had to roll with Nick Foles. This is kind of going to be a game or two at max. So, Jalen Hurts will still be back. I have the Eagles at one, so that would be. So, my line five is Seattle, is Seattle Washington, New York. Then my line four is Green Bay, Tampa. Line three is Detroit, Minnesota, Dallas. Number two is San Francisco. Number one is Philly.
1: Before I reveal my pyramid, yeah, let me give some background here. Uh, I got home from work about 15 minutes before we started this and Keenan Keenan presented me the pyramid prior, but we started talking about it while I was at work today, about two hours ago. And he presented me his pyramid. So I've seen his pyramid before, which is why he didn't hear too much of a reaction from me as he was talking. And uh, I also want to say... so. As I'm given my pyramid, it'll kind of be like off the cuff, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Comparing it to yours almost. So it's not as concrete as I want it to be. The top half will be compared to the bottom half. Okay. I also want to say, I want to give a shout out to your boy. I don't know if you call him Tim, Timmy Timothy Gray. Shouts to Tim. I had a mini podcast with him earlier. Ran into him. I mean, you know the story where we both were kind of like, think I know him but I'm not sure yeah and then we ended up talking football for the next hour after Keenan clarified yes that is in fact my brother yes that is in fact my friend Tim great uh we talked we yeah I got a mini podcast in earlier today we talked football for like an hour straight uh damn we're having this same conversation here we're talking about the playoff picture so I just want to get that shot out of the way and uh
0: shout out Timmy. We may have to have him on now. Do you know who he is. you know his face? He's he's asked to come on the pod a couple times, but yeah, no, he doesn't say he's wanted to start his own a little bit too. We might have to just snag Timmy on one day.
1: And then he also reminded me. I completely forgot about this because I was like, "Hey, you like?" I was like, "You follow basketball at all?" And he's like, "Not really." He's like, "But we were in the same fantasy league last year," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, completely forgot about that that league that. Was called by the way, sponsored by Warner Brothers Podcast. Didn't even make it to to year two. Uh, and I think we came in first and second. I think we did. You, I, you I,
0: to I got first. the crown, but we came in, I mean, sports, sponsored by Warner Brothers. They probably thought we had rigged the league, so they're like, you know what, we're not even going to go back to it.
1: I also want to throw this out there. I know you're half commish. Uh, we did briefly talk about this. is an idea expanding your league to 12 next year, or uh, where your boy, your older brother. Makes an entrance, his debut into your uh, into your league, but um, we'll, we got yeah. months to talk about that.
0: Uh, it'd be you and Shannon Quinn, probably.
1: Oh, let's go, let's go, oh, Shannon Quinn.
0: What I thought he was already the- no. Shannon Quinn's the honorary eleventh. Uh, he came to Maine with us and was kind of was just there with the with the crew, and then he, was he came in he came this year, and we've all said that if we have an if we go to twelve, Shannon's the concrete eleven. So, if you came in, um, Austin would vouch for you. I clearly would. Uh, Timmy would. Uh, I think Ira has someone else. I think you would probably be – you would be, like, almost solidified number 12. So, we have – we would be able to go 12.
1: Throw me the contract. All right, let's get to this pyramid. So, number five at the bottom. I got the Giants by themselves. Okay. They just have the least amount of talent. And I'll just say this right now. I really – I'm not putting them there because they have talent on offense and defense, but I really want to put Tampa Bay here with the Giants. Mm-hmm. But it's the Giants by themselves because they're talent, even though they did get the win at Washington this week, which yeah. is no easy feat. Uh, divisional game. Thibodeau took over that game. Daniel Jones played some of the best quarterback I've seen him play in his whole career, making reads, making correct throws. Uh, yeah. Not having to do with his legs, but just strictly on talent. Even though they got probably some of the best coaching in this whole ten, I got the Giants in the fifth tier. Okay. That's based off talent. Yep, my next tier would be Washington, Seattle, Tampa, and probably Green Bay. Okay, Green Bay's so hard because they're coming on late. Uh, they got Rodgers. I I deemed Rodgers washed at one point. I'm, I'm going to take that back. He's looking a lot better. They look a lot steadier. They look like they know who they are. Uh, the body language is just much better. And even if they don't get it together this year, uh, I would be bullish on them for next year. Yep. Um, You could even talk me into putting them into that third tier. All right? So fifth tier, Giants by themselves. Fourth tier. Man, I'm just going to do it. Giants in Tampa, bottom tier. Next tier. Seattle, Washington. And you know what? I'm going to put Green Bay in that third tier. So my third tier would be Green Bay and the Lions. All right? Lions All right. Are the hottest team in the league right now. Next tier. Second tier. Mm. You know what? I would keep Minnesota actually in that third tier with them.
0: Oh, So you just have an NFC North tier.
1: You know what? Man. No, I can't put Green Bay with Minnesota. That's not fair. So I'm going to move Green Bay back now. <laughs> okay. All right? righty. So let me just re- reiterate here. Yep. New York and Tampa, fifth tier. Yep. Green Bay, Seattle, with Green Bay being ahead of Seattle, fourth tier.
0: And Washington.
1: And Washington, excuse me, Commanders would be in that fourth tier too. They got a ton of defensive talent and offensive talent. The real only question is QB. Even though I like Heineke, he doesn't have as much ability as Wentz. And Ron Rivera's even alluded about going back to Wentz. Obviously, we know Carson Wentz cannot stay healthy, and he is about as turnover prone as you can get for all his talent. So I put them in the fourth tier. Yep, uh, with Green Bay, and Green Bay with the arrow pointing up at that fourth tier. Okay. Third tier, Lions and Vikings. Yep. Uh, Vikings are incredibly hard to quantify. We haven't even mentioned their all-time comeback from 33-0. They not only came back against the Colts, they came back against the refs. The refs took two clear touchdowns from them. Uh, I can't stand the refs, and we'll get to the refs more once we get to New England and we talk about the AFC. But... Uh, I don't know. Did you watch Monday Night Keenan? Um,
0: not really. No, I was. Uh, did, I didn't have. I, I was actually. Uh, I was out, so I couldn't watch it.
1: Did you happen to see in the highlights Jalen Ramsey's force fumble?
0: That I I did not honestly, I did not. I'll go. I'll look at it now. Actually, go on.
1: What you'll see though is Aaron Jones fumbles. Yes. Uh, he gets stripped by Ramsey, but it's one of those where he's he's getting kind of propped up by the defense, and they could have called it dead. I'm surprised they did not call it dead, okay? Yeah. he's he stopped. He's not moving forward. Someone's got him by the legs. Ramsey's up top, prying at it. And probably after three or four seconds, gets it. And they it stands. They got the fumble recovery, right? Yep. Yep. The Vikings, I don't know if you saw this. I know you were at work early. I think it was second quarter, like either towards the end or midway second quarter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Colts throwing out to their back, I believe, or receiver, whoever it was. He turns, takes two steps. Gets contact, and soon after the contact, there's a forced fumble and they return it for a touchdown. They called him in the grasp and called it back. Yes, that, that was, I did. That I did see. It was pathetic, especially when you compare it to the Ramsey play, where Ramsey, you would be you're surprised that they didn't call it dead two or three seconds earlier. Yeah, no, I
0: just barely watched it. They should have called that dead. You agree? They should have called that dead. Yeah, no. Right. He was holding up Aaron Jones. It was like holding him there. Like at some like his forward progress was stopped. There's no way he should have. They should have. They should have blown that that easy.
1: The second play, which is one of the worst plays I've ever seen. And if the Vikings didn't complete their comeback, they would have had every reason to be to go apeshit over this. They they force a fumble while the I forget who fumbled it, but dude was standing up. It came out while he's trying to make his move. They punch it out, they recover it. And they call a touchdown. Fucking refs call him down by contact. Unbelievable. Obviously, the Vikings get it back because they challenge it. They didn't get the touchdown. Luckily, they end up scoring anyway. None of it mattered. But those were two atrocious calls to me. Um, There's no – I mean, the refing's better than in the NBA. I'll give the NFL that. But across game to game, there's absolutely no consistency. I mean, especially with Ruff in the passer. We saw Mahomes get slammed this weekend. They don't call it, and then we'll see other plays. Uh, I forget who it was this weekend, but a very soft, normal, routine tackle that gets called rough in the passer. Like you see that every week. Yeah, and there's no consistency across the week. Anyway, back to the Vikings. If you want to say this team was 33-0 to the Colts, give them no respect. I understand that, and they got no respect still on the line. This week, they're only like a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against, I forget who they're playing, but it's someone they should be favored more than that against, in my opinion. Who are they playing this week? Can you check real quick? Who? The Giants? Vikings. Oh, they're playing the Giants. Oh, yeah, they're facing the Giants, right? Yeah, they're playing the Giants. All right, yeah, they should be favored by more than three-and-a-half against the Giants, in my opinion. And uh, they're not, and it's because of games like last week where they're down 33-0. Other half could say... This is a stingy team with a lot of talent that has comebacks against Buffalo. And now the biggest comeback in NFL history. Uh-huh. So I really don't know where to quantify the Vikings because I feel like they can lose to anybody, but I feel like they can beat anybody. We've mm-hmm. seen it. We've seen the worst of them when they you know, got demolished by the Cowboys, who were a super talented team. So- I also
0: just want to quickly say this. Uh, poor Matt Ryan. Uh yeah, he su- yes 100% suffered I wasn't say suffered the worst the biggest blow uh comeback in Super Bowl history and then now the biggest one in uh regular and just the history of the NFL that and Jeff Saturday's been outscored 83 to 9 in the fourth quarter and ah. overtime of games uh this the year. The Jeff
1: Saturday dad jokes that were floating around on Twitter after so work. I just wanted
0: great. to point those two fun little facts out real quick.
1: I just want to say, I feel like neither of those. I feel bad for Matt Ryan because I feel like neither of those were really his fault. Like, there, his name's gonna be etched in stone for each of those, and I don't feel like either were his fault. Especially this last one. You could give him more blame in the Super Bowl, but
0: yeah, he made a couple boy. ill-advised plays, but there weren't. It wasn't enough to where like every single thing, like. He he no. fumbled the okay. ball. He got doesn't say he got strip sacked there, but that was kind of a blind side block, yeah. missed block by the running back. And then he the one thing he did bad was he took that sack. He should have not yeah. taken that sack on third down. That one's on him.
1: But other than and that, you could argue, and you could argue the play call there, but
0: yeah, true. He they shouldn't they should have just ran the ball too. But knowing that you're throwing the ball, you can't take a sack there. So that that's on yeah. him. Otherwise, he played a pretty solid game.
1: Yeah, I feel like in each game especially this one like i said with two touchdowns get taken back everything that had to go right for the patriots or vikings went right for them so i got the vikings in that third spot with the lines yeah uh again with the vikings they go either way you could put them at the top or they'd be they'd go no lower than three though they have mm-hmm. too much talent yeah. and they've you know for the most part been consistent yep uh aside from the last game where they literally were the definition of inconsistent, (laughs) nothing in the first half, everything in the second half. Uh, second tier for me would be the Cowboys by themselves. Uh, a few weeks ago, I probably would have had them in the upper tier. Like you said, they're inconsistent. Dak's inconsistent. Dak might get too much blame, but he does throw some dumbass throws sometimes too. Uh, Late season for the Cowboys. Now they're pretty much, to me, officially out of this division race and a one. Seed. Oh, they're
0: out. Of, they the the Eagles have to lose out. They'd have to win out. So there's there's no way they're in it.
1: So really, you want to see? I mean, look, had they just put away the Jaguars last week, which is you know was a hot team coming in, a talented team, another team I've said can lose to anybody, could win against anybody. Had they put them away, especially when they're up double digits, you probably go to that first. Tier where I got, as you know now, San Francisco and the Eagles. Uh, but they're by themselves in that second tier due to their talent, due to them being more consistent than the Vikings and uh, you know, being able to truly shut a team out if they need it. We've seen it from them. We've seen them put points up. So they're solely at that second tier. And then first tier, obviously, the Eagles and the Niners. Uh, you mentioned your questions about Brock Purdy. I don't really have a ton this This offense is based on yards after catch and the run game. As long as you've got someone to deliver it to this team, to the receivers and the backs accurately, you're good money.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing about the 49ers is their team is built so good and their defense is the best in the league that really the magic number is 23. If you can get to 23 and above, you'll beat every team, I believe, but the Eagles probably.
1: Like the, yeah, and, uh, and so, look, Pur- Pur- Purdy's Purdy's look great to me. Yeah, he's no, not good. He's looked great. Uh, he, he has made
0: every throw he, that he needs to. Kyle Shanahan is still one of the best, if not the best, offensive coordinator. I mean, obviously he's a coach, but like offensive play caller, I'll say in the league, he's gonna put you in great situations. They have too much talent. It's really gonna be Brock Purdy. Do not make stupid throws that will get picked off. And we'll probably win the game. That's just essentially how it goes. Just don't make mistakes, and you will probably win the game.
1: Real quick on Purdy before I touch on Philly. Uh, So I just want to remember, like, we go back to training camp, Jimmy G's not with the team at all. No. So Purdy effectively has taken all the number two snaps and, uh, you know, probably... I would assume he's playing the scout team versus the versus the defense on some yeah. occasions. If you have a number two quarterback, so he's doing a lot of that in training camp. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Trey Lance gets injured week two, I believe two or three. So he's been the number two quarterback since then. So he's been getting a lot of reps, and you can see just how the team carries themselves. They have confidence in this kid. Yeah. Uh, so whether it's him, whether it's Jimmy G, you know, I we were talking today. Like I said, me and Timmy, I think it's almost uh a Bledsoe Brady situation where if Purdy's playing well into that divisional round weekend, because I think they get past the wild card weekend, if he's playing well into divisional round, and he wins that game and he gets into the NFC Championship game.
0: Oh, you don't take him out. The, you don't
1: take him out. I, yeah, I think they give him the starting nod if he's playing there, well. Granted, no- they might, how they however they feel about Jimmy, but I feel like he's got slightly more ability as far as arm than Jimmy G. But uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, they're a contender either way. I don't think they took a step back at all with Brock Purdy. Um, oh, interesting good. stat. Interesting stat. All these quarterbacks, I'll go with the top seven, not the top ten, but the current top seven, none of those quarterbacks, aside from if you want to throw Goff in there, which I don't think he's still an outside looking in technically. Yeah, he is. All the top seven are uh, not first-round quarterbacks. In the AFC, they're actually all like late-round quarterbacks, most of them. I think the highest-taken quarterback was probably Hurst. just looking at it. Was
0: I, it Hurts? Yeah, Hurts was second round. Purdy second was round, obviously right. miss, uh, Mr. Relevant. Dak was fourth. Kirk was third. I
1: think
0: third. was third, yeah. Yeah, it was the same. Third or fourth. Uh, Goff <laughs> was obviously number one. Rodgers was like in the 20s. Gino was fair. Yeah, no, out. no, I'm just I'm just, I'm top just top I am just literally looking through all the, the pyramid right now. But yeah, I know you're right. And then obviously Tom was one ninety nine, Heineke was late round.
1: Yeah. So And then the top seven for uh actually except what aren't the was it? And then Jones and then, then the Daniel
0: and then Daniel Daniel Jones was the only one he was pick six. So he would be the only one okay. that would be in that conversation. He was pick six, I believe.
1: And then in the AFC, every single quarterback in the top seven was a first-round pick. It's interesting. yeah. And uh, just real quick on the Eagles, I mean, there's not much to say. They have no holes at all. The only question is going to be, you know, can Hurts continue this in the playoffs? Uh, I do wonder if he truly does miss this game on Saturday. He's in the middle of an MVP race. That, to me, is not a a rest game for him. If they're taking him out in week 16 two weeks or three weeks away from the playoffs granted they're gonna have that bye week that tells me that injury is a little more serious than they're leading on because you'd want him to complete all the games and you know solidify the mvp mm. um that's something would happen as the front runner um so yeah i mean the eagles to me they're very reminiscent of the seahawks when russell wilson was a young qb and they had Everything at every position, defense and offense.
0: They're reminiscent of their own Eagles team a few years back.
1: (laughs) To some degree. This team's just more dominant at the line of scrimmage on both ends. Uh, The receivers are insane. Their playmaking ability. Uh, But yeah, you know what? In a way, they are kind of reminiscent to the Eagles. But I don't think they had as much... They dominance. have a little bit.
0: They have a little bit more firepower on this team. Even though Wentz was great that year, they have a little bit more firepower, and I think it's just the more dual threat ability of Jalen Hurts gives them a little added
1: edge. And they're lying. And, yeah. uh, you Keen, know, I'll let you do the AFC. Let's go ahead.
0: All right, AFC, I have got. Hold on, just a moment. Uh, so, uh, fifth tier, bottom, and working ten to one. So I got the Jets ten titans nine patriots eight the jets it's a quarterback problem their roster is pretty solid everywhere else it's just obviously you have mike white who is better than zach wilson but you got zach wilson and joe flacco that quarterback room's not great the titans are defensively haven't been playing as great lately you can get them through the air on the ground. They're, um run defense is pretty solid. And offensively, they really have – uh Derrick Henry or Bust. Tannehill's probably out for the season. So Malik Willis is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill. Not... Yeah, so Tannehill's probably out for the season. Like it's pretty definite that he's – he's out this week for sure. It's pretty definite he's going to be out for the season. So that's going to make that even tougher for them. And uh, – they're pretty much Derrick Henry or Bust. But anyone who's listening right now, Derrick Henry, for the last four games he's played against the Texans. He's ran for 200 each game and at least two touchdowns fantasy wise. Be happy. Um, and then we got the Patriots. Do you want. Do, let's do, talk, do, let's do, talk
1: about the Patriots right now. To any game ever. Uh, unbelievable. I can't believe we made it this far without talking about it. Um, let me just get it all out of the way right now. Okay, you go, you watch
0: out. the game live. I didn't watch the game live because I happened to be at work.
1: Just so Let me just break it down for you as a Patriots fan. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd love to hear it. This defense was amazing. Mm-hmm. They Per usual. They held, they held the Raiders to zero points in the second half up until that last drive where it very much looked like uh, was it Matt Collins who caught that? Yeah. Very much looked like he was out of bounds. Everyone in the booth he, thought it was out of bounds. had a fun out. The ref thought it was out of bounds. All the camera angles, even the one that was right next to the sideline, showed he was out of bounds. They called him Mm in bounds. Normally, I would say they got hosed, because they did. They absolutely got hosed. You could see it, that he was out of bounds. Sure.
0: They made such an egregious play afterwards
1: that I don't even care. Go on. All of that was null and void, like you just said, because of that dumbass fuckery that they did with their last play. I'll never understand it. Worse than that, and this is what killed me, uh i saw the play like they do these diagrams where they just got the numbers on the field and they show like the lines and like the path of all the players Mm -hmm. let's say everything went the same way and just someone was streaking up the middle right when Jacoby's kind of coming back getting away from space or someone was streaking up the middle they truly did have a chance to score the middle was wide open and they would have had momentum to at least get we'll say 30 yards down the field whether they score or not who knows but they would have had a chance there was nobody within 70 yards of the end zone except for Mac Jones. Um, why the fuck you throw it back to Mac Jones anyway there? And apparently it was not the design play. Apparently Jacoby did it himself after Ramondre, he first lateraled it. Uh I don't understand it. I don't understand why. They, uh, Matt Belichick says they couldn't throw for a Hail Mary there because Mac Jones can't make the end zone. That, and people, then people then people pull up clips of Mac Jones making 60-yard throws at Bama. Uh, if he can't make a 55-yard throw, what the fuck's he doing in the NFL? I don't. So, that, as,
0: that was I, a little concerning to me. I'm not going to lie. It was just
1: bullshit by Belichick. I love Belichick, but that's just a bullshit get-out-of-jail-free card answer by him. You know what I mean? He was just... That's just a bullshit answer. You didn't want to answer it, and he gave a bullshit answer. Uh, Matt Jones can definitely throw that to the end zone. Um, I feel terrible for Mac. I'm not going to spend too much on the last play. Patricia is unbelievably overmatched. Uh, we talk about Nathaniel Hackett being overmatched as a head coach. I would not let Matt Patricia near my team if I was any NFL uh, front office, he does not deserve to be anywhere near a football team. He fucking sucked as like. Can you mention last like how his defenses performed well? Mainly because we had such a dynamic offense. Yeah, it's easy to coach your defense when you're up fourteen every game. When you're up yeah. ten every. Game. That's literally the only reason. Had that been, let's say that wasn't Brady, or you know, just a lesser offensive team, and you really got to no, say play that was
0: Mac Jones on the exact same roster
1: yeah say you're playing fifty fifty like most teams are. Uh, that defense would have been atrocious. He just did not there was I mean, I've said this plenty of times. Those defenses that Patricia manned, there was a ton of talent on those teams and they always underperformed to us. They would always end up doing well, especially in the second half of the year. I can think specifically, I remember there was a stag going in the fourth quarter of that Seahawks Super Bowl where it showed both teams had not allowed like any points in the second half or the fourth quarter of, like, the whole entire second half of the season, like, the last eight weeks or yes. some shit like that.
2: Yes. And,
1: uh, you know, I guess you do have to credit Patricia, but, again, a lot of those times you're up at least a touchdown with Brady and his offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's easy. Whatever. I mean, that's why do you think the Chiefs have had decent defense, like, been able to go deep in playoff games? Their defense yeah. is bad. Like, their, their pass defense is bad, which is why the Bengals have been able to beat them and why the Bills have been able to stay with them because their offenses can just throw all day on them.
1: Yeah. But and uh
0: when you are up by twenty because Mahomes is doing whatever, you can just blitz blitz and spagnola is actually good with blitzes. So that's why they act that's why their pass defense or their run defense looks better than it is and their pass defense can actually play okay. But whatever. Go on. Oh, my, oh.
1: Yeah and uh you know, you just said he like is good at blitzing. Patricia would never fucking blitz when we had playmakers on our defense. Absolutely was
0: not. Trimmer.
1: Granted, we would still always force for turnovers, but I'm literally giving Matt Patricia zero credit for that. I have no idea why he's on the staff. I have no clue what he has over Belichick. Uh, he was terrible. Again, I'll say it again. He was terrible as our DC. He leaves. Flores takes over. We saw immediate difference in aggression in the defense. Okay, he goes to the Lions. Detroit fans couldn't get him out of there fast enough. Detroit fans hated him, reasonably well, so. Look Terrible at coach. Now
0: people were like, he went from eating kneecaps to being fifth on our both of our pyramids so for the best for the fifth best team in the NFC."
1: And then Patricia Weird. comes back, coaches coach the offense, and I'll, I will shoot him some bail. Those first four to six weeks, I was damn near impressed, with Matt Patricia. It's gone all downhill since that Bears game. Uh, that Bears game I attribute to Belichick. That was pathetic. Him playing two QBs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Patricia's just been terrible. If you let him, I told this to Timmy Gray today too, had, if Patricia could even get to six plays on an offensive drive, which is sometimes a three and out, sometimes you might get a full drive. But if he could, if he could call, if he could get six plays, if four of them were screens, he would love that. Uh I think I said something similar to, about McDaniels last year, but Patricia loves calling screen. You know what Matt Patricia is? He's literally like playing as Ask Madden on Madden. He calls the most basic shit. Uh, you're either going to get a run up the middle, run right, run left, screen play, maybe a pass over the middle. Uh, I've had this debate with you. I've had a debate with other Patriots fans, and I was talking to him about Tim again today. He said, I think the Patriots need a true number one. I disagree. I think there's a lot collectively on this roster to where they have enough on the offensive end. Uh, and I feel terrible for Matt Jones because I don't think Patricia is letting him do anything at all. And he has every reason to be mad. He lost on Matt Patricia again last week, which some would say you don't like to see that because he's your leader, he's your QB. Uh, he deserves it. They well, don't I'd even matter. i rather let him- see
0: my leader do that than not care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I shit. If you're not letting me throw the ball 12 yards down the field, I would lose it every time. I would two. rather
0: I'm, I would rather see him yell at the offense like, hey, this isn't working. Let's figure out something that's working than just sit there and pout. <laughs> it shows exactly. he cares. So yeah, no, I'd much rather see him yell. I don't care that he's a supposed to be the leader and show good sport. Like whatever. This is an emotional game.
1: I'm gonna wrap it up with this because Want to get back to your pyramid, but we needed to at least have a sidebar for the Pats. Uh, they're in the playoff picture. They can still very much make it to the playoffs. They got a tough schedule here with Bengals, then Dolphins, then Bills. And who knows if the Bills will have anything to play for the last week, all right? They probably this will def-
0: because they're, they're playing for the one seed.
1: This defense, and this is not. Just Kyle being a delusional Patriots fan here. This defense could win you a Super Bowl. This defense is that good. This defense is legitimately fun to watch. I look yeah, forward to the I mean the defense to is
0: top five in the NFL. I would put the 49ers first. I'd probably put Philly second. And I mean you can't convince me. Right you can't con- you can't convince me that Dallas. I mean, Dallas has more playmakers, quote unquote, when you just look at the names, because you know Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, you know Trayvon Diggs. But when you go down, Matthew Judon's been playing better than Michael Parsons this year. Uh, you, like The team, yeah, the defense is after the Eagles and the 49ers, it's, okay. it's there, it's up for grabs. I could put the Patriots at three, four, five. You want to put Dallas, maybe Tampa, and a couple other teams up there.
1: I'd put the Patriots and Jets anywhere. And in Jets, that, Jets. And that, Jets are another one. I'd put them anywhere in that top four. I get the Niners. I could. I could make arguments for the Pats, but I get it. Niners probably are the number one defense, but I can make arguments for the Pats and the Jets to usurp both those teams as the number one. Anyway, point being that it's a legitimate treat to watch the Patriots on defense. Like when you've got a special defense, it's true. When you've got a no, special defense, said the word treat—that's all. Right? I all I made it sound, but it is. It is. And then it's neat to,
0: to be able to watch their schemes. It's a treat. <laughs> it was fucking nerdy as fuck to say, but <laughs> no, when you you're compare right, it to this, you're right, you're
1: right. When you compare it to this offense, though, it's especially true. It's night and day with this offense. I can't believe Belichick is standing for it just because it's just it's not even the quality of play. It's just the fact that we might get some penalties on defense but there's not you don't get many breakdowns maybe at the beginning of the year but now especially especially in the second half you're not seeing any breakdowns from this patriots defense on offense they can they were on the one they were on the one and they couldn't get it in they burned i believe two timeouts at the one and then they got a false start or they got a they either got a false start or someone wasn't lined up correctly. I don't know what the fuck happened. But that's the stuff that I would make fun of bad teams doing in years past. When you because you see that where you can't score from the one because you're just not ready or the play call's terrible. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's and there's no reason for it. You got Hunter Henry, you got John Smith, two red zone targets, and they just refuse to use them. And, you know, Ramondre's truly a special player. Belichick has compared him to both Brady and Lawrence Taylor, if that tells you. Uh, what he thinks of Ramondre Stevenson. He's called both of them each the best offensive player of all time and the best defensive player of all time. Uh, And he's, you know, he coached both and he, you know, he compared Ramondre to him and, uh, you know, Ramondre seems like he gets seven yards damn near every time he touches the ball. seems like if he's about to be tapped for a loss, he'll still somehow make yardage out of it. Uh, I don't understand. There's no reason for this offense to be inept. Should they be elite? No. Should they be better than they are? Absolutely. I can't understand how Belichick stands for it as much as he preaches situational football and, and fundamentals. Uh, there was even a punt block. I don't know if you saw this, Keenan. We got our punt blocks because Jabril, Jabril Peppers wasn't even looking at the line of scrimmage. He was looking behind him as the ball was being snapped. Man, went free. Like Special teams have been spotty at times. Sometimes it's been great, but it hasn't been consistent. Offense is a two out of ten. And that's being nice. And this defense has been the bright spot. Uh, Belichick clearly loves Patricia for whatever reason. I would assume Kraft has to step in. This is going to be one of the more interesting off seasons for New England. And it will be hard to support this team if Matt Patricia is back next year. Yes. And I, can, I would assume Belichick is going to try to bring him back. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens if Kraft steps in and says, Hey, we cannot bring him back. We got to make moves here because, you know, Belichick, it's been reported that Belichick doesn't even like let Kraft know what's going on in the building half the time. So it's not it's not a rosy relationship there. I mean, Kraft loves Belichick, but it's not. Uh, it might not be the relationship that Steve Kerr has with his front office in Golden State to make a comparison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, it's just a little more a little more frosty. Like it's Belichick's building. It's Kraft's team, but it's Belichick's building, so it'll be a very interesting offseason. That's more time than anyone probably wanted on the Patriots, but Keen, I'm going to let you go back, because I could give you two more hours on this shit.
0: I'm going to just quickly say this here. It was the worst play that I've ever seen from a Patriots team ever. Uh, Completely uncharacteristic. It made the Miami Miracle feel like a regular play. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which that one killed my soul because that took us out of the two seed, which took us out of the bye, which made us play Tennessee in the first round, which made us lose. And Tom Brady's last pick throw as a t- Patriot was a pick. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, that was absolutely garbage. It, the Patriot way seems to be by the wayside. Uh, they just they more penalized. Like that would never happen on a Tom Brady led Patriots team. And I'm only saying Tom Brady because of the fact of obviously that was when the dynasty was intact. That would never happen. They would have kneeled the ball and gone to or they would have thrown the ball. the ball. They would have thrown the ball. They would have done something that wasn't that I don't even I'm not even terribly mad at their run. the run. I'm not either. All the run said was, we don't want to throw, we're going to just take it, we're going to go to OT but then Ramondre was dumb and pitched it back that was dumb enough then jacoby thought let me throw it back to the probably the most unathletic player on the entire field with <laughs> chandler he didn't Kubele see him really
2: got trucked by chandler jones well, he
0: didn't see him with chandler jones sitting back there it was only fitting that they lost to an expatriate coach by an expatriate. god that play alone made okay i'm done i'm i'm moving on I'm moving on. So that's Tier 5, the Jets, the Titans, the Patriots. Tier 4 is going to be the Jags and the Dolphins. The Jags right now have been playing great football. They probably will, honestly, I think they will probably overtake the Titans and win the division. They will have the tiebreaker over them. They do play them again. The Titans are not looking great. Anyways, but I think that the Jags are playing very good football right now. Trevor Lawrence is looking exactly as you would expect him to look. Well, you're expecting him to look coming out as such a highly coveted prospect. And then you have the Dolphin, a Dolphins team, which played with Buffalo even in the conditions, which is something that I was curious about. Uh, their defense a little scares me a little bit, and when it comes down to it, obviously it's just seeing Tua in those big spots continuously. We'll see how it goes. So far, it's been pretty good for him. But those are my Tier 4. My Tier 3 is the Ravens and the Chargers. The Ravens, their defense has been playing better and better as the weeks go on. Their offense has been stagnant. That was with Lamar and then now with Tyler Huntley. When Lamar gets back, it really is going to come down to can Lamar get this offense back to being semi to electric again. J.K. Dobbins has been running well. Uh, Demarcus Robinson's actually been a pretty decent receiver for them, so hopefully that and Mark Andrews and maybe Rashad Bateman. I can't remember if Bateman's out with an injury if he's just hasn't been producing well. But with that, Bateman, Demarcus Robinson, Mark Andrews, the Ravens can get going. The Chargers are finally getting healthy again. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer emerged a little bit when they were out, uh, DeAndre Carter there. They have Austin Eckler with Joshua Kelly in the backfield, so they have a little bit of a one-two punch, which is allowing Herbert to be the one of the most young, talented quarterbacks in the league, which he is. That defense is continuing to get healthy. If Joey Bosa and Derwin James can come back, no one wants to see them because that team's got talent littered all over the roster. Tier 2. I've got the Bills in KC. <laughs> um, what? Keep going. I was gonna say the Bill, I got the Bills in KC. Um, with the Bills, their offense is great, but sometimes they can be a little bit reliant on Josh Allen. Their run game is a little suspect and their defense has so their defense is just a banged up, so they aren't getting as they don't have as good of a defense as you would have thought going into the year. I know Ed Oliver's missed some time. Von Miller's going to be out for the season. Shredavious White has missed some time as well. They also got Mitch Morris, their center, got another concussion, which I think is like his sixth concussion of his career. So he might miss multiple games rather than just missing one game. So we'll see how that goes. And that's a bit. That's one of their best offensive linemen. And plus, obviously, the center, so he controls it. So they're two. KC is two. You've got a great offense, obviously, led by Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is the best QB in the league. Their defense, their secondary, and their pass defense is not good. They're decent against the run, but I think it's also because a lot of teams don't run against them because of how their pass defense is. Uh, Chris Jones, who had been playing phenomenal to start the season Hasn't been getting to the quarterback as much late in seasons, which is why as late as of late, which is why teams are able to throw even more on them and put up more points. My top team is the Bengals because they don't have any holes. They might not be the best at anything, but they don't have any holes as to where I think the Bills have one weakness, the Chiefs have one weakness, the Bengals don't really have a weakness. You just have to beat them straight up. Really, the only thing is, can you get to Joe Burrow? That offensive line has been playing better week in and week out. So they would be my number one team in the AFC.
1: I like your list. I like your list. Um, I'm having trouble right now. Let me just get to it. I'll get to it right now, all right? Fifth fifth, fifth tier for me. Yeah. Bottom Get You got the Titans by themselves. Okay. All right trending down, especially now with... I mean, Tannehill wasn't playing great this year, especially when he came back. They've just been... They just have not looked good the last three or four weeks at not. all. And, uh, you know, now with this news that Malik Willis is going to be the starter. I believe, what, he completed two passes against the Chiefs on that yeah, Sunday it, night? It was, it was not
0: good. Whatever it was, they, it just wasn't and
1: good. And they so, somehow were still in that game, which is why I was bullish on the Titans down the stretch, especially with their postseason pedigree. Excuse me. Um, but I just have not seen it from them over the last month. So you got them on the bottom by themselves. And yeah, yeah now officially I do, especially if the Jackson beat the Jets tomorrow uh, in Jersey, you'd have to give the nod to the Jaguars. So I'm sure their schedule's a little easier, especially given their standings last year. They, I think they have one more game against Tennessee. Probably yeah, it doesn't say that, that one's last pretty
0: week. much going to be for the division.
1: So, uh, yeah, if the Jags can get past the Jets tomorrow.
0: And then they play the Texans except. the week after. They play the they play the Jets. If they beat the Jets, they get to 7-8. and eight. Then they play the Texans probably to get to 8-8. Eight and eight. I think the Titans will win this week. I'm not really saying much because they're playing the Titans, so it's not like I'm giving away anything. Uh, they're playing the Texans, rather. Then they play the Cowboys, so they'll probably lose. So both teams will probably be 8-8 eight and eight going into that matchup. By that the way, week. Texans...
1: Texans no gimme. We seen it. Oh no, the last no, no! no. They're weeks. not. They're not They'd, a gimme. They're not a gimme. Stayed at all. with the cow, Stayed with the Cowboys and stayed with the Chiefs. I see no reason why they couldn't be either the Titans or the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars are tough for me. Let me just get to my fourth tier. I'll have. I got the pa- Patriots, Jets, and Jags all in the same tier. Tier four. Right, I kind of cover the Patriots. Their defense could keep them in it. Like, for instance, they'll be able to give Joe Burrow hell this year. Granted, the Bengals or sorry, this week. The Bengals, their offensive line's improved, right? But the Patriots are going to be able to get to them. And I'm sure they will at least force them into one or two picks. If that's the case, the Patriots got a chance. The Patriots are somehow gonna be in this game despite this piss poor offense. Uh it would literally piss me off to see the Patriots win this week. And sadly, I think they have a chance. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be right there. All right? The Jags, they got a ton of talent. I've said it before. They can lose to anybody. They can win against anybody. Thing is, they're coming off an insane win against an elite team. Uh, they're on a win streak. They got the mojo right now. And especially if they win tomorrow, I, you know, especially with Doug Peterson as their coach, I have a hard time. Like you, I have a hard time seeing them lose any of their next two games after that Uh, so we got the Patriots there the Jaguars there with with the arrow pointing up the Jets only reason they're not in this third tier right now is because Zach Wilson's their QB which is why I give you know the Jags every chance in the world tomorrow night because I mean Zach Wilson's just a terrible quarterback he made a couple plays down the field last game but I mean, he just can't play the quarterback position at all. They're gonna trade him this offseason, I would assume. Whether Mike White's the starter going forward, who knows? He's definitely got enough. And the Jets team likes Mike White. Uh, you know, he can actually move the ball down the field. He's actually got to handle the offense. But I put him right in that same tier with the Pats and the Jags. My third tier would be as exact as yours. Chargers and the Ravens. Chargers arrow pointing up, which is hard for me to admit because I am not a fan of Staley at all as a coach. Uh, I think they all collectively as a coaching staff kind of squander Justin Herbert. I think there's so much more creativity they could do with Herbert. He's such a a generational talent at the QB position, you know, with his arm, his mobility, uh, how he can read a defense. Yeah, the Ravens. They're trending down, but they got Lamar coming back, whether that's this week or next week. We don't really know yet. They're playing ugly, but they still have Harbaugh, who is, you know, in a league where dumb coaching matters. Great coaching puts you over the top. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm kind of basing this more so off playoffs rather than, like, currently week 15, you know, which I think you did it more so currently week 15, a little bit of
0: uh, both, honestly. Yeah, I mean I that's why so. I was gonna say that's why Tampa's a little higher than uh, for me. It's like I think playoff-wise, as I said,
1: got yeah. you because really the Chargers could and should be ahead of the Ravens, but I can't all the way quit the Ravens yet, especially once they get Lamar back. Yep. Uh, Duvernay's out; they just picked up Sammy Watkins. They don't look good, but you know I don't think they're gonna fall out of the playoff race or anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, actually, sorry. Let me throw the Dolphins in there, too, on that third tier. So the Dolphins, Chargers, and Ravens. Dolphins, look, they're explosive. I kind of said it last week, and we've seen it a little bit. Two has fallen off a little bit. Uh, You do like how Miami played in that cold-weather game last week, though. Mm -hmm. They showed up. They lost, but they showed up, right? Uh, So I got them on the third tier, more so trending down just because I really have to see it with them. Uh, they've got all the talent in the world. They, I mean, two was in the QB friendly offense. It's very much like that Niners offense. Obviously, Mike McDaniel comes from the Niners tree or the Kyle Shanahan tree, so it's gonna be there. But you just, I don't know. I would, I think, I would favor the Chargers over the Dolphins if you gave me, you know, uh, that matchup and gun to my head. Yeah. Uh, If you gave me Ravens-Dolphins again, I would have a hard time picking. And I think I'd give the edge slightly to Ravens based on pedigree. And if you gave me Chargers-Ravens, I'd probably take the Chargers right now. So all three on the same tier. Dolphins got the arrows pointing both sides. Ravens-Arrow pointing down, but with a question mark because of Lamar. And then Chargers pointing up. You could even make a strong argument, and some probably would make this argument, for the Chargers in that second tier. Uh, Uh, Yeah, This... This is where I'm having a problem right here. I don't know whether to go Cincy second tier with the bills and chiefs up top or all three on the top tier. And I think I'm leaning towards all three on the top tier. So it's going to be a four tier pyramid. And let me repeat it again. Tennessee at the bottom by themselves, fourth tier Patriots, Jaguars, jets, uh, give me the Patriots arrows pointing both ways or down either one Jaguars arrow pointing up. And, uh, The Jets kind of idle because I feel like the Jets could also be in that third tier. Depending on their quarterback, we don't know when we'll see Mike White again. Uh, And then that third tier, Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins, as I just said. And then the last tier, all three teams of the elite, Bills, KC, Bengals. And uh, Bengals' hottest team in the league right now, along with the Jags, along with the Lions, those three. Bengals obviously coming off a Super Bowl berth. They can beat either one of these teams as far as the Bengals or the or the Bills or the Chiefs. They're not afraid of either team. It's going to be nice
0: them. to see that Bills Chiefs or Bills Bengals game.
1: We're gonna. I mean, we're not really gonna learn a lot, but at the same time, we are. We know it's going to be a close game. I don't expect a blowout. Uh, I believe that's in Buffalo. It's in, Buffalo. It's in si- Ooh, even better. Uh, I mean, look, Buffalo's on a win streak right now. It's ugly, but they're exactly where you'd want them to be if you're a Bills fan right now. Fighting, uh, they're you know, kind of entangled with that one seed with the Chiefs right now. They're right kind of going back to the the
0: playoffs started today. They are the one seed.
1: They are the ones. So they're exactly where you want them to be. Allen's probably hurt, but he's still playing. He's not playing great, but he's playing well enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, And same with Mahomes. Mahomes has been a little more turnover prone over these last few weeks. But it's still Mahomes, it's still Kelsey, it's still Andy Reid, it's still that collection, it's still possibly that home field advantage, uh, certainly for that first weekend. Who knows after that? Um, I think if there's any team I didn't want to face, look, the Bengals, the Chiefs and the Bills don't want to face the Bengals, right? Like, they just don't, they're not afraid of them, they've proven they can beat either team. Blah, blah, blah. And especially with the Bills, we'll see next week, as you said. But KC with Mahomes, like, they just got the pedigree. And I think you can't really do it in the NFL, but I think they've really gotten lazy the last couple of weeks with the Broncos, with the Texans. But I really, if you gun to my head, which team would I not want to see out of all three of them, it would be the Chiefs to me. Uh, Mahomes, despite these picks, he's been on a roll. Uh yeah, I don't know. He's not. He's not in the Brett Favre mold where he's gonna throw you five picks. He's not, um, and he's not in the. He's not in the Josh. I mean, he has been these last two weeks in the Josh Allen mode where he can throw you a couple dumb ones. But overall, in a playoff game, unless you got him under hell, like the Bucks did in that Super Bowl, he's gonna make you pay nine and a half times out of ten. He's that good. He's that good. He's at the peak of his powers. Maybe he's even got more to go. Who knows? But. I would not want to play KC. They can still put it on you at any point. Uh, The defense isn't playing great right now, but January could be a different story. We've seen that time and time again with the Chiefs. Um, And again, the Bills just have so much talent on offense and defense. Yes, they're banged up, but I don't know. They're on a mission. They're on that win streak, along with the Bengals, who, like you said, Keenan, they have no holes They've got a ton of talent. They've been there as a young team. So, you know, if I'm looking at it, let's say I'm the Chargers, I wouldn't want to face any one of those top three teams, you know? I don't feel like the Chargers, or if you're the Ravens, you don't feel like you have an advantage going against any of those top three teams right there. So I put them all in the same tier. We'll see it shake out more of these last three weeks. I don't see it really changing much, even with that Bengals and Bills game, unless it's a fucking blowout on either side. So, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see how the five through three tiers perform over these last few weeks for me compared to those top three. Because I think those are solidified. Yes. I don't see the Bengals going anywhere, barring serious injury, like to Chase or to, you know, Joe Mixon or Josh Allen, Mahomes, you know, anything that's serious or Travis Kelsey. I see all of those top three being there and I see like it almost sounds like to me Keenan. when the way you rank them it almost sounds like for you yes you get the Bengals at the top but Bengals 1A uh Bills and Chiefs B and C kind of
0: thing. yeah it's it's, so not, than- it's not they're not like steps ahead I just think that right now it really comes down to I think the Bengals have no holes the Bills and the Chiefs I think have like a minor hole that could derail them if so if I had to choose one it would be Cincy but obviously, if you said, oh, I have to ride with the Chiefs or I have to ride with the Bills, I'm not upset.
1: So- and to me, the Bills and the Chiefs right now, you don't want it in the NFL, but it's like, to me, it's like the Celtics and the Bucks right now. I mean, the Bucks are playing better than the Celtics, but the hardest days of the NBA season are, you know, late December, January. It's like the dog days of the NBA season. And you're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, I feel like the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs and the Bills have enough talent to where they kinda can go through the motions. The
0: Chiefs for sure they that. have the pedigree with that. The Bills I have just enough talent that they're gonna naturally get there. The Bengals aren't at that point yet. Let them get another couple of years and they might get there. But like yeah. the Bengals yeah. are still like at that I gotta prove it stage. Like we're like we are here, like everybody know we are here, kind of thing. They still play. The Bengals with that are chip.
1: hungry. Bengals are hungry, Chiefs have been there. The Bills are hungry, but I think they're talented enough, banged up enough, but well-coached enough to where...
0: They're hungry for, like, the top. Like, they're, like... Like, obviously, there are teams that are just hungry to go, like, I'm going... Like, the Eagles right now, they're every week. It's like, I want... We're going to show that we're the best team in the league. But, like, the Bills are, like, some- eye in on the Chiefs, and now they have to have their target set on Cincy. Like, their eyes are just in, like, locked in. Like, we're going to do what we need to, but once we see Casey again, we got to chop the head off that dragon. And then, we obviously, your barometer is going to be when you play Cincy, see how you match up against them to think we might see these guys again in three weeks. Let's see how we
1: do. Yeah, it's weird to me. Even though the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, it still feels to me like they have to go through Buffalo and KC. You know what I mean? Like, they still have to prove themselves to those two teams. I, like, they're only, the like they're the kings of the AFC, even though the Bengals are truly the defending king of the AFC. You know it, what I the mean? The only it feels reason like why
0: I'm going to compare it to this is just, I mean, the season hasn't compared, but it was kind of, I just don't think I can think of, was when the Warriors won in 15. It was, they were like, it was that run where point guards were all injured and then obviously the Cavs they had uh, Kyrie and Love out. I know when they came out in 16, obviously they had the 73 and nine, but it took mm-hmm. a look. Li- going into that season, people were like, ah, was it not fluky, but was it like something that can you sustain it really? And then the, obviously they came out and showed that it's sustainable. But, and the no, Bengals- that's, a
1: good com- that's a good comparison because like it was a legitimate question. Like, all right, they got a lot of injury luck. The Bengals had a lot of in game luck last year where yeah. the shit really broke their way. Yeah. And uh you know, they didn't play particularly great going like in either of those games. They just kind of happened to win. Mm-hmm. This year at their shown like now we're
0: that team. They got,
1: they got all the talent. Their coaching's somewhere between pretty good and I want to say great but almost great, you know what I mean? But they have good coaches. I mean, definitely they've definitely shown enough and you know their lines improved. Burrows is ice, you know what I mean? He's he's Coach from crazy. that He's from that Montana Brady mold of even Manning of just, you know, being cool under pressure, you know? So, uh, and Rogers, I throw Rogers in there as well. Um, look, normally we do our picks. We've been on here for damn near almost two hours. It's 1230 Eastern time. If you're listening on the West coast. So what me and Keenan are going to do or Keenan and I are going to do, we're going to release our picks on Instagram, on our socials, as we normally do. So you will not hear it on the back end of the show uh look we, the warner brothers podcast wants to wish everyone a merry christmas Hope yes. everyone safe during the holidays we will be back in between christmas and new year's so you will get the second part of our holiday show if you want to call it that next week not really anything christmas themed in this show besides keenan being revealed as christmas gift <laughs> but uh again once again from the warner brothers podcast to you merry christmas be safe, keen and great. Christmas, happy holidays to
0: every single every single person out there. And yes, we'll have those picks for we'll have those picks out as well.
1: For sure. Peace everybody. keenan and great talking to you.
0: You as well.